0: hi guys uh, welcome to episode 68 this week we're joined by the amazing team behind uh 40 hours of 40k um, we're going to go through our normal episode stuff so hobby desk 40k sigma all of that good stuff and we have those guys along with us but more importantly we're going to be talking to them um, about that incredible event um, and how you can get involved just a heads up guys this episode is going to be raising some difficult topics so if you feel affected by anything in this episode please feel free to reach out to us or anyone indeed that you feel comfortable talking to. Um, also, there's a bit of blue language because these are pretty sensitive topics. Um, so a little bit of heads up for that too. Uh, we really hope you enjoy this episode. It's a special one for us um, and we'll uh, join you on the hobby Desk. Hi guys and welcome to episode 68's Hobby Desk and we are joined by the awesome Bobby Clark from Red Eagle Studios and Andy Roo, the brains behind 40k, 40 hours of 40k and it's an absolute pleasure to have you along with us guys, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. It's going to be awesome. We are going to um, do our normal tour de force around um, the hobby universe starting with people's hobby desks and I'd absolutely love to hear what you guys are up to. So who's going to go first? Evil Ob or... I'll
1: go first. Oh, well done, Bobby. You said you'd let, let busy. talk,
0: mate.
1: I just thought I'd claim the glory, really. You know, <laughs> get in there quick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just,
1: uh, he's I'll make it sound real big.
3: He's stepping, Job's up, a he's stepping up before that cake hits hits hard, aren't
1: you? I'm on a massive buzz, if I'm honest, because I've just finished a commission. Yes. It literally got picked up this morning at 11 o'clock. Awesome. So uh, I've just spent two and a half months painting an ADMEC army. It's only actually about 2,500 points, um, but it's loads. There's like 100 infantry. I had over 10 tanks. I had a knight as well, a couple of armatures in there. Obviously, Belisarius call, cool. And uh, I had to customize all the bases as well. So I thought I could get away with some simple bases, but my client is one of those amazing clients that tells me he wants the world, everything, all at once. And I always go, yeah, let's do it. So um, yeah, I finished those all today the pictures out they look really nice i'm totally chuffed with them they look fantastic. and um my airbrush worked really well for once no hiccups so um yeah totally chuffed
3: and it looks superb mate they really Thanks. do i um i saw them come up and thought it was sweet i'm into ad make a little bit at the moment because i've been listening to um is it it's the one of the latest um <laughs> Indomitus books with Gilliman. It's actually it's when that he first call introduces him to the Primaris. So there's a load of Mechanicum stuff in there. Um, oh, cool. So I listen to that on and off. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. very nice. So what what's next then? Or do you try not to think about that at this stage? You're just trying to. Uh, um...
1: I've actually got normally a day off at the end. I've already had my beer. I've had some cake today. I as I've already told you guys, I'm trying to remain calm and collected here. But uh <laughs> I normally have a day where I go a bit mental and bananas, and then I go back into work mode the day after. That's the plan. Um so yes, I've done that today. I think I've got some uh I'm doing some chaos actually. I've got some cultists that I'm doing. And I'm also doing the Forge World, I think it's the Bloodthirster model. It's big, it's got wings. Man. I'm not going to crack on with that next. That's... So, yes, yeah, so I'm doing a bit of Chaos. So I've gone from a, a nice bit of uh, Robots now off to Chaos, and then I think I'm doing a bit of scenery after that, actually. I'm doing a, a Temple of Baal. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I've got a nice Blood Angel building at the end of it. So a nice mixture of stuff.
3: Excellent. Lots of red. Yeah, I was going to say. Plenty of red. Good. Good.
1: It's the best colour, you know. I it's a, it's a real <laughs> nice
0: sort of almost kind of racing car cherry red you've got with the AdMech. Yeah. Really nice and I and
1: it's tricky because you have to kind of get the. Uh, there's two colors I used. There was a red for the actual armor panels on the Admec. And then there was the red of the clothing as well. And I, I have to try to make them look different, but also not look too different. Mm. So I had to like add an extra color in both of them. And I also added a slight um, satin varnish on the armor and, and a matte one then to the clothing. So the two separate nicely. But it uh, came out pretty good. Tried out some of the Pro Acryl paints. They've got a, uh, I think they're from Canada. And uh, there's a nice colour called Burnt Red, which goes on a nice. as a nice base coat, but it's really deep, like a dark cherry colour. Mm, nice. so, uh, went on really nice. Cool.
0: I don't think I've ever used Pro Acryl.
1: They're very good. I'd say they. I would describe them very much like the um, Games Workshop base paints. So they go on really good, even though they're diluted. Mm. Um, but they also do like, a, it's kind of like an ink and a contrast together. They do what's called a transparent paint. So you can almost tint the colours on top Mm -hmm. so if you've got like say a red tank and you want a bit of brown around the edge you put the transparent brown in and it just tints the edges nicely with very little effort so yeah it works really good cool and what about so that's
3: commission stuff so do you have any of your own projects on the go or do you find that commission is more than enough to be going on with
1: i have my own but they very rarely get done uh normally because i volunteer for stuff (laughs) or i help friends out but to be honest i don't play anymore i don't play i don't have time to play the games so what i tend to do is uh do painting for myself if i've got time um i've done some star wars legion for example i quite like doing a few jedi i'm a massive boba fett fan Mm -hmm. but when it comes to like 40k sisters of battle are my favorite i think the sculpts are amazing so i do have uh, probably around 3,000 points of sisters of battle actually all uh built filed demolded drilled out bolt guns ready but they still got no paint on so um that's where I'm at and I don't know I keep saying yes to stuff and not to my own so uh as long as you're enjoying I it uh... I love it to be honest I, I even though I do commission painting I treat it almost as like a passion project. it's one of my things that I really enjoy even though I don't get to play with it uh, I do get to meet face to face a lot of my clients so it actually it's really good to see a smiley little cheeky face when he picks up some models you know <laughs> and then he'll they'll always send me some pictures when they're playing as well so uh I've got quite good links with all my clients. We chat nearly every week to all of them. So when when they message me, I have direct links to all the clients. They don't just sit there and wait for two and a half months. They normally pester me daily with emojis and love hearts and this and that, saying that everything's great. (laughs) And uh, I love it. I've got a massive ego. It comes, I don't normally get like praise, so I have to lap it up. The girlfriend's like steady on there, big boy. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I really enjoy it, to be honest, because it's just a nice bit of hobby froth. A lot of the guys that I paint for, you know, they're busy people, and when mm. I get to like break away from real life and give them some toy soldier pictures, world of difference, I find. Yeah, mm. that's ace.
3: Cool. Uh, Andy, how about yourself then?
2: So I'm the, pretty much the polar opposite to Bobby. I, I find it incredible that somehow he gets passion from painting, where I get pain, and oh my God, there's, there's, there's <laughs> more coming. Um, so I, I paint to play. I don't paint because I enjoy it. Um, I think I'd rather pull my own teeth out. But at the moment, um, I have a Space Wolf army and an Eldar army being painted up. Um, one of them's in the Trans Pride colours for the Eldar. So it's a, a really light blue and pink. They're picked by my Fair Lady, looking pretty hot. And the Space Wolf army is just wolves. So there's 45 Fenrisian, 15 uh, Cyberwolves and the rest are Thunderwolves. So it's a full it's wolf army, to. which which is which is good. I, I like themes with my armies. I did a death corps of Krieg army that was maxed out the horses. <laughs> three commissars on a, on death riders, the death rider veterans, whatever they were called, command squads. And then three squads of 10, three hellhounds, Earthshaker carriage batteries. And yeah, it's got a new home, sadly, in America, that army. But yeah, I enjoyed doing that. I've got a... Imperial Guard Army built around 18 Sentinels because... Why not? Why not? (laughs) Well, no one uses them because they're absolutely rubbish. And I had the Death Riders before they were good. And then I got rid of it because I needed to buy the next army. Um, And that's why I've got the Space Wolf Wolves, because you can't be a Space Wolf and not have a wolf. I I don't care how many fangs you've got hanging off your army, you need to have proper wolves. So that's what I've got going at the moment. The the Eldar have stalled a bit because once the airbrushing was done, I thought, progress! And I went on to panel lines and ink in and then just got really sad. And every time <laughs> I talk to Bobby and he talks about a mould line, I look at my army and go, oh, I shouldn't have bought this off eBay. Um, because some clown has put it together and then I'm stripping it down and painting it and then oh, it just makes me sad. And then my motivation's gone and that's where it's there at the moment. The last thing I did is I magnetised the bases to stick them to something, but that was it
3: i guess it's
2: just like with crusty paints.
3: <laughs> i guess what with the you know the world going crazy and gaming etc being much harder to do have you found that that sort of blasted your motivation a bit then
2: no because um with tabletop simulator i know a lot of people don't like it but i think it's ace because you can you can Spout off any army you fancy, and, and someone's made a file for it, and it's fully painted. And you put on the table instantly, which really does motivate you, and it gives you a lot of inspiration. um So I don't I don't find that has blunted my want to hobby or to paint. It's actually given me less of a stressor. So I don't feel like oh I've got a tournament coming up. I've got to paint oh, cool. another troop choice or another tank. I've actually got a chance to chew through my backlog and try another
3: army out and and go for it um yeah it's good that's good i've never used tabletop simulator to be honest i I don't really know much about it um i don't think you know ben probably hasn't no i haven't no no No. he doesn't really know a lot about tabletop gaming full stop to be fair it's fair
0: it's fair comment Does (laughs) does it
3: does it support all the different game systems how do you mean like so 40k Age of Sigma, Adeptus Titanicus, yeah. War Machine, Hordes. It blah, blah.
2: depends if somebody's made the files for them. So Tabletop Simulator on its own on Steam is, I think, it's about thirteen quid, and you can play chess, backgammon, whatever you like. But because it's basically a like a gravity world, and you just load objects in, no matter what the object is, and and some of them are the you know the three D photographs that you've got on. Um, Games Workshop websites. Yeah. They take the model, photograph from every angle and make it into a 3D image, then put the object into Tabletop Simulator. (laughs) I'm not a computer guy. That's what I think they do. So the objects are the painted models and they look exactly like that. Um, There's a lot of D&D stuff on there as well. I've only ever looked for 40K, but there's Necromunda on there as well because me and my brother played Necromunda on there.
0: Cool. That's really cool, isn't it? See? There we go.
2: If you can find the file and download it, it goes onto your stream, so it's not like you'll go into some little back alley to, to to get the files. It's going to be filled with some sort of horrible virus. It's mm. all on there. It's all on Steam. Yeah,
0: it's good. Cool. Do you think there's a, a, a future for that in, um, or rather, do you think uh, it, it's going to take the the place of tabletop wargaming in some way?
2: No, because. Uh... As a wargamer myself, I don't mind spending £80 on a model, but asking me to spend £13 and then a little bit of my own time to download some files annoyed me. Um, so I don't think it's going t- to take the place of, of, of wargaming mm. because it's nice to be social and it's nice to roll the dice. When you mm. click your mouse and you shake it around and then you can throw the dice, it doesn't have the same effect. You still get the joy of playing, but it's... The, the best way I can liken it is to the difference between having sex and porn. TTS is porn and 40k is gaming is, is, is sex it's different between real life and theoretical that's the best way i can put it it's not going to take the place maybe for some sad lonely people it might but but not for me oh crikey sorry that wasn't me weeing that was me pouring a beer I'm
3: i was gonna away. say that's got... <laughs> <laughs> that was a great sound effect i'm actually surprised no one's come up with a way like at the moment that you could just roll the dice and a camera picks up all the results and you know to give you that realism
2: Oh, they do. And the, and the good thing about TCS is you can go back, sorry, the good thing about Tabletop simulators is you can go back and see the results. So if you say, oh, yeah, I've got four fours and a three sixes, you can see it's actually four ones and a three, whatever. Arbitrary figures. But it records the, the dice rolls for a few turns back, I think, which is really good.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah, cool.
2: And when you don't know where your opponent's looking, you can't just fudge things. So I know there's been things of people where they've nudged models with water bottles or they've move wound counters over on tables and they've been caught on streams with this you excuse me you can't do it because you don't know yeah. where your opponent's looking so you, you, you can't fudge it and it's wicked because you can just wander off and do whatever you want and your opponent can still <laughs> be, be, be chatting away
3: <laughs> and if you're playing people you're not interested in you mean it's
0: <laughs> gonna go make a yeah. coffee. I think Fancy um, a game on that Ben? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh I think the hobby the wargaming has always been quite tactile and social really as much as it's had yeah. um a reputation perhaps of being not the latter not social in the past. I think realistically I think now it we we way past that. It's a social hobby and it's a tactile hobby. People like models they like tables with stuff on they like being in that environment. They like talking to people. They like going to Bugman's and having a beer and then coming back. And they like going around other people's tables at events and looking at their armies. And it's a, it's a thing, isn't it? And I think.
2: It's, it's wonderful to be able to wander over to another table and interact with a game or just sit there and watch them going yeah. on. Cause it's your hobby being done by somebody else.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: I, yeah. I think it's an, it's an awesome way of doing things how the tabletop community does it. Everyone gets together it's why mm. you have Best Painted Army and Best Painted Miniatures because you can go on and on and have a look. Mm. But my, my lunchtime, now food is very important to me, but my lunchtime at a lot of tournaments is going around looking at the Best Painted Armies because this is great. And even wandering around when people put their armies out on trays for the next rounds. I love it. Yeah.
0: I'll yeah. go and have a look, have a nosy. I can spend... I, I, I Often, we often end up at Warhammer World for tournaments just because of coincidence, not actually participating in them, but just being there while they're on. I can spend the whole morning just wandering around looking at people's stuff. You know, it, it's that's time well spent, as far as I'm concerned. And people are always always want to talk about their thing, don't they? You know, like yeah. as long as you don't interrupt their game. But if you catch them in between game gaming, like, dude, that army's awesome. Tell me about it. You, you can be standing there for ten minutes, and some of them haven't even stopped talking, and that's awesome. You know, because you're really you're tapping into that passion. Love it.
1: I think it's something that we've I all want to get in the common. theme of
0: their army across.
1: let's just say it's something that we've all got in common isn't it because it doesn't really matter what Mm. level you're at you can always talk about what they look like or what you've got just like we guys can we've never met face to face but we can instantly talk hobby because you're all doing something in there and i think whenever especially in warhammer world when you look around everyone's a little bit mental but in a really in a good way (laughs) do you know what i mean look at them playing a game and they're, they're a bit weird sometimes but in a really cool way i find um and it's it's almost something that i quite relish when i worked for gw i was there for 10 years and when you did games nights, it was mm. it was almost like your best mates were there. And half of them, I didn't know them that well. And when you saw that in action, I think it's amazing. And it hasn't mm. actually changed that feeling that you get, I don't think. Now it's just you've got a lot more younger people, a lot more girls playing, whoever. It's just more inclusive now, I think. that the, You've got more people doing it. And people that maybe didn't do it 10 years ago and didn't even mm. think about it are now trying it. People that play board games or people who did other stuff. I think... And something that you've all got in common, and I think it means it's so easy to talk to them, yeah, absolutely. As opposed to going in yeah. cold and not. And the, anyone. the
0: board game industry is is kind of always been parallel, um, and and not the same. And I read a really interesting article, and I, I, I apologies to whoever wrote it because I've forgotten the name of the person who wrote, but they were talking about like, is there is there a distinction anymore between wargaming, model gaming, and board gaming? Because now all good board games have good models, and you know all good model games have like good mechanics. So the, the kind of line has been blurred. And now I think you can see that by you know channels like Becca Scott do do reviews on all of it now. They have there's no, oh I only do board games. It's just it's just kind of like the tabletop hobby, as it were. And I think it's really cool. Really cool. Mm-hmm.
2: I think a certain aspect of the hobby broke that boundary, even things like yeah. Necromunda, um, Mordheim. And when they've reached into things like Betrayal of Kalf and the other boxes mm. they've released to get models out there, they had a different level to them. So you didn't have to be a fan of 40k or 30k or Necroman or whatever; you could still just take this board game, Space Hulk, as well as a prime example. Yeah. And Blood Bowl. Ignore the fact that if you don't, if you don't even like the universe, it's still a cool game. The humans yeah. are going to die. Yeah. See if you can complete your mission before they die. Mm. No, that's, <laughs> sorry for any spoiler alerts, but that's that Space Hulk in a nutshell.
0: I think um, Blood Bowl is is still one of the top rated tabletop games in in a lot of charts it's like it transcends both doesn't it and it's still holds yeah. that title so
1: i think an interesting thing with that game is as well the rules haven't actually yeah. changed that much from when i played it years and years ago to what it is now it hasn't actually had that much of an improvement or a, that much modification to any of this stuff I, when i played but i still love it just like it was when i was almost mm. like 20 it was like years ago so um I think also as well that it's on the computer game and the computer game one as well. It, it kind of matched how it played in in tabletop form. So you could if you yeah. could, couldn't meet your mates, you'd just go online and play the same thing but it was with like digital stuff as opposed to physical. So I think that was some of the cool stuff as well that what you played on on the actual screen mm.
0: mirrored it when you got the model form. Yeah, the original I think was was actually folded paper tokens.
1: Yeah. I remember a polystyrene table as well.
0: Had a polystyrene Yeah, pitch. Yeah, that's right.
3: Polystyrene table. Yeah. We got an old mm-hmm. white dwarf, didn't we, the other day, Ben? You you had it. And inside was a cardboard-like thing that you yeah. could pull out, and it was yeah, a fold-up yeah, yeah. scaven team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: They had that it's for Warham as well, didn't they? The older box games. I remember having dreadnoughts and all sorts of weird stuff. Warhammer yeah, really that's You were like, yeah. what's this? You just got card stuff out, just so you could at least try
0: it and visualize it. Still a tournament legal model. It is. There it is. It's still a tournament legal move. Wow. I, th- I think... <laughs> the the yeah. fourth
2: edition orcs had a... A dreadnought in a in a in a cardboard forming One of the box sets.
0: Yeah, second edition one. Yeah,
2: that yeah, second edition. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine hiding that behind a tree? Oh, <laughs> can't see it, mate. Can't draw that side. What? How do I be about that? Legal model,
1: mate.
0: <laughs> Just turn it, turn it by ninety degrees
1: sideways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Chain link fence with ten dreadnoughts behind them. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, brilliant.
3: So, Mr. Hall, I know you've been mostly moving stuff into
0: your shed. I have, yeah. So um, the reason why I haven't posted anything on Instagram for weeks is is literally that. So I, I was painting and plastering and, and f- fixing out the shed, so it finally got done, and then moving everything in. So I now have, for the first time in my life, an actual place to play games, which is just brilliant. You know, I've never had a whole a board in my house in any description that I could put out so um part, and a fine place that is too having visitors yeah i'm, I'm very lucky and very happy with it um and as a result i've i've had this um i love scenery i absolutely love it the idea of having like a a a painted like well made board has been like one of my aspirations for ever since i started the hobby and tried to make it out of. Bits of polystyrene I picked up from Tesco's, but it, it's always been there, and I've achieved it in some degrees at some point. I made some, a pretty decent board of um, of cork ruins that aren't too bad, um, but every time Games Workshop, especially over the last five years, has released scenery, I've bought some of it, and um, and it's just gone in a box, and it's just accumulated. And I've got it all out, and I'm just now like utterly and completely overwhelmed by this massive pile of scenery. Um, But I I had a go at putting some of that together this week, and I was real happy with that. Loving it, absolutely loving it. But um, it's it's now come. It's one of those moments where you see it all unassembled and think, how where am I going to put it all? I mean, where am I going to put it all? So that's, that's the next challenge.
3: I'm for you, the name, yeah, the next challenge it? is convincing Joe to let you have a shed extension,
0: yeah. isn't it? Just put a second story on it, you
3: know.
2: <laughs> 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 With scenery, I do find that, like you said, where are you going to keep it so it doesn't stack on, top of these, stack on top of itself and trash itself? But also the inordinate, inordinate amount of paint it takes to mm-hmm. paint it. Yeah. If you look at a tank and you go... Whoa. I'm not going to brush paint this tank. It's going to look awful. And then you get a building that's six times the size and you just think,
3: oh, God, where do I even start? Yeah, It's funny. We Entry were talking a brush. bit about that because some of it now is so detailed. Yeah. And I think we both, which Ben and I were saying, like sometimes I think they, they need to just consider the balance between making something that looks awesome but also how long you're going to want to spend you know, yeah. on it um, comparative to... To other other bits and bobs, I suppose. Um, yeah. Yeah, some of that Vertigo stuff is insane.
2: It's almost like it's been made for, a lot of like the buildings is for armies on parade, because if your army is beautifully detailed and wanted to paint, you want the train to be that way as well. So I think it's a really good thing that Games Workshop have set the standards for terrain being really detailed. But there is a line to be drawn, but I think it's uh, a benchmark
0: that needs to be spread across and i guess mm. i guess you can controversial i guess you movie. can paint it however you want There. i mean realistically with the city fight terrain you, you can just paint it black and dry brush it gray still and if people argue like, well you know it's done you know it's, <laughs> it looks like a ruined building and occasionally maybe do a little bit of the metal work and you know sponge it on with a you know you don't have to spend hours doing it but when you've got like the the <laughs> the columns and inside the columns is modelled electrical pipes. You're like, good God, Games Workshop. I mean, and that goes down like a good inch and a half into the column. Like, who's going who's gonna to see it? Who's going to see it? But I guess this. you're right. It is there. I suppose the detail is there. So that if someone did want to do a diorama or did want to do something really high detail... They don't need to add to it. They just need to paint it properly. <laughs> this is different. If you look inside the Eldar Wave Serpent, the Land Raider,
2: the Rhino, the Tal Devil Fish, the Barracuda, not the Barracuda, the Tiger Shark, they've all got cockpits. The Valkyrie as well, they've all got in- internals. And everyone goes, glue that up, never see the mm. light of day again. But some people do have magnets on their door and they'll open them up mm. and all that sort of stuff. Drop pods. How many people have doors working on drop pods? Nobody, because it comes down and the door stay shut I'm not painting the inside
0: of that. Not when I need six of them. No oh, I, I definitely painted the inside of my drop pods because I love the, the image of them all open up on the table with marines coming out of them. So I, I could not. It took me flipping ages. Though. <laughs> I was broken by the time I finished them. To be fair, weren't you painting ten? Eight. Because <clears throat> assault Marines don't need jump pack. Don't, they've got jump packs, so they come down from, you know. Okay. All right.
2: Was that the Sky Hammer, whatever it was
3: called? Oh, Ben has no idea. It will just be because a space marine company would have eight drop pods.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. I like Sorry. your style. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should have listened to the, you know, nothing about tabletop games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it all came from actually the apocalypse. So it might have been called Skyhammer, but... Um, there was the data sheet for a marine company. And then I was just, that was me broken forever. Now I can't collect a marine army. If I collect a marine army, it will eventually become a marine company because marines operate in companies. So why don't, I, why wouldn't I need all 100 of them? And, you know, it's ridiculous to only have 30 because there's going to be more. So I need all 100. And if I get to the end of 100, I start a second company. and <laughs> That's just ludicrous. My brain works.
3: The trouble is now they dude. like between them uh call and gilliman have become very progressive so yeah a company could look like anything just keep coming up with cool new tanks and hover stuff
0: yeah and then try and work out how many how many marines are in a space wolf company try googling that it goes anywhere from like 150 to a thousand so and they've all got pretty decent arguments so i sort of made up a number and stuck with that
3: (laughs) If if anyone thinks that you know I'm a bit harsh to Ben sometimes in the podcast with my comments, I have to listen to this weekly, weekly these debates about women. How big is a space wolf company? It's true. I think the bigger debate is who really
0: cares. Then, yeah, it's <laughs> good. <laughs> His bank balance. Yeah, cares. my bank balance cares. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's and true. yeah. He, he
2: furiously Googling, is there a five-man company? Please be a five-man company
0: somewhere. Yeah, but then Kill Team came out and yeah. I said, like, brilliant, I can just collect Kill Team and that would be fantastic. And then all the Kill Team extensions really annoyed me, so I ended up not doing that. So,
1: <laughs> Just on that point of uh, scenery detail, I, I almost see it like Chaos Trim sometimes. That's how I treat it. Do you know what I mean? It looks cool, but sometimes there's just a bit too much mm-hmm. in the places you don't need it um what was that flying dragon that chaos do i've only ever attempted one drake i love painting chaos marines but the minute anyone sees one of them you can ask any commission painter and there's not enough money in his bank to like you know make that happen people when you see that model sometimes a a building can be like that because i've done a few buildings and they are glorious but it's an awful lot of effort for very little gain sometimes i find whereas at least chaos ones look cool the scenery can be a bit lost and And I entered Armies on Parade last year and um, I did some of the GW scenery and doing it double-sided. It's not like one side's a bit less
0: trim
1: or a bit easier to do. It's like, oh, there's more computer panels. Like you said, just throw a few more in the corners. Yeah. Yeah. Light switch,
0: panel heaters on some of them now. There's heaters. You know, there's not
1: enough lights. You need twenty. You don't. You can't just have one big forty k powered bulb. You've got to have forty. That's what you need. So you're like, how many bulbs do we need? So uh, I feel the
3: now with computer aided design. It's just copy and paste, copy and paste. So slap mirror there and everywhere, mm-hmm. can they?
0: My absolute favorite <laughs> is when they put like cracked plaster. So there's a material underneath, and then there's like the plaster on top. And you're like, we well, can't paint them both the same color, can you? You got, <laughs> and then you find there's cables,
1: so underneath there's wiring, and you're like, Well, that's just peachy. Now I've got eight cables in that crack to do as well. You're mm. like, Well, never ending fun. I guess if you have got the time, people love it. I, I just don't always have that time myself, but no. I guess if you have got the time, it's, it just keeps you going.
2: Is why laser MDF has its place, yeah. All agreed, the time. what is it? It's three pieces of laser cut terrain. I know it smells like fish when you take it out of the board, but a few coats of uh spray paint, and it's done.
0: Yeah, we, we were just having that conversation a couple of weeks ago weren't we down about it it's just and it's so cheap i mean it's ridiculously cheap it's, and it's as mm-hmm. long may that remain because it's um and i i think one of the the things missing from youtube at the moment this as a hint to any anyone who's got the skills to do this is how to make all mdf terrain how to level it up you know what do i do to this this sort of thing to make it look better um there's a couple i mean was it um black something studios we did a little bit of a cover on um where he did a, he did a windmill and he sort of tied that up and it look, looked absolutely fantastic by the time he finished but i'd love to see more of it like you know, people
2: one of the big advantages i find everyone's got loads of sprues and spare sprues lying around if you cut them into half centimeter and one centimeter lengths, they look very much like bricks if you throw them into the corners cover them in a PVA glue pile, throw them into the corner and dry brush them and paint them with the rest of the scenery. It makes the very angular, refined MDF uh, or laser cut MDF look a bit rougher. It does.
3: That's a good idea. I'm really on the fence with um, Necromunda terrain collection because I really like the Zone Mortalis plastic and mixing it with the Sector Mechanicus stuff. But obviously... It is. It's not it's cheap real, for a start. It's, it's really quite expensive, especially um like the wall mm-hmm. bits, but also the time that, and not just the painting time, but just the sheer building time. And then you go and you can buy like an MDF setup. So I'm. I'm just. I, I think depending on which side of the bed I get out each morning is where I come down on whether I'm going to go full plastic or going to go MDF. So we'll see. Probably end up with boring. both.
2: Tournaments, war games, tournaments. Yeah, yeah, they're cool. MDF Necromunda triple layer, five stack, massive piece, like 190 quid, and it is just everything you could ever need, and it's modular as well, so it just fits together and and comes apart. And that needs black with a spray black and and a and a sponge with silver, and it looks wicked. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. You're right, really. And the thing with Necromunda as well is it's just. It's just great to have all that modularity and height and stuff, isn't it? To make the game really engaging, um, really good fun.
2: Everyone needs a mate with a 3D printer. I know it's a bit controversial at the moment because Games Workshop has banned 3D printing stuff. Go, fun police are out again. But you're never going go to go to Warhammer World and play Necromunda. So get your mate with a 3D printer to print exactly what you want on Thingiverse. There's there's the files for it. costs you resin and a and a few beers for your mate.
3: I've got a 3d printer. Um, anyway, so (laughs) bonus, (laughs) um, it's interesting actually, because that's what I've been doing is 3d printing stuff for Ben, um, for loot room. So, um, Ben and I, a couple of friends went in and bought an Elegoo Mars two pro, um, a little while ago when I was going through like a War master resurgent phase and buying up anything that was 10 millimeter, um, stls and printing out um vampire count armies and high elf armies and all sorts um and it's ace but it's a it's a lot more i did it on mass for ben over about a month and it's a there's a lot more bloody time and effort goes into it <laughs> than i expected it's not just you know it was all, when you're doing the odd bit here and there it seems like real straightforward but once you start trying to print lots of things it it took a long time um it's not as it's definitely a long way off being the kind of um, hammer blow to miniatures companies. I think it just for the time it takes, I would like to look at getting one of the filament printers because I think just for size for making bigger terrain pieces, I think they're they're probably better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, um, I've been
0: ordered to be a little bit more choosy about which ones I ask him to print next time. They're basically under all. <laughs>
3: it's ridiculous. I just
0: print the lot. I, I want it all.
3: It is awesome, though. And once you get, I I mean, I've talked about this before, but once you get used to some of the editing software, some of the cool stuff is like being able to, like Ben's got all these STLs from the Loot Loot Studios, I think it is. And if someone's got a weapon you quite like, you could just go into the editing software, cut it off at the wrist, and just print out the weapon that you want and things like that. It's interesting what you say about Games because I read that thing about Games Workshop, Saying no third party things, and they just get make, make, making mountains out of molehills, really. I mean, there's so many. I mean, firstly, you'd do well to know, yeah, you would in yeah, some of those would. cases, yeah. wouldn't you? Surely, I think you'd do well to know. Um, and if you're just going to print a whole army, you're probably being a bit cheeky anyway, aren't you? So,
2: and you've got too much time in your hands,
3: yeah. I think absolutely. if you <laughs> don't
2: like the games workshop storm shields and you want to have a larger storm StormShield with a different logo on it, what's the issue? Yeah. Yeah. Because you've already bought the Games Workshop model that comes with the StormShield, so you've already given you money to Games Workshop, and you're going out to get extra. And if there's a market out there for it, Games Workshop are missing a trick. You just need a bloke with a printer to whack out these things. Okay. Because, ostensibly, it is just a bloke with a printer whacking out all these files and images. So why can't Games Workshop just get that if they want to fill that gap in the market? Otherwise they don't have to ban it. They can embrace these aspects of the community. And they need to embrace these aspects of the community because without the community, GW is fucked.
3: Yeah, your your view is. is that, isn't it? Ben, you've always said it would. You know, why don't they just get in and do these like STL things? Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean,
0: when you when you look at things like, like Forge I World, I mean, they took away they took away so many of their of their options, and they're like like a huge part of the. I don't know, the the, the background is like a better word, like the ferrox bolters and the the specific types of bolters and the, the different kind of weapons. And, you know, it's not beyond the wit of Games Workshop to turn those into STL files. And then they would actually make money out of it. At the moment, they're not making any money out of it. And the limitation is production. And if the limitation is production, turn them into an STL file release them to the public to print and go, well, you know, we can't produce these. We're not likely to ever produce them again because we don't have the, the room to do it and we're probably going to do plastics for them in the future. But here you go. And it's the same with, like, um, It's just, I have, you know, there's issues, the big, big issues with recasting, but I can sympathise with it on for only one thing, and that's out of production models. Not limited edition models, because they're limited edition for a reason, but why isn't Games Workshop franchising out production of 1990s Metal Orcs to somebody else to cast them and you know and release them? People will buy that, and Games Workshop will make money out of it rather than you know recasters doing terrible copies of them and and actually damaging the industry. So yeah, I I, I agree. You know, Games Workshop really. I, my feeling is they should be embracing these things. Like a lot because, um, you know, otherwise they're going to get left behind a little bit with some some of these areas. Because you're right, storm shields are a really good example, and I can speak to them specifically because I wanted my iron snakes to have round Greek um shields. Because my my, my sort of mental image of them in the the brothers of the snake and their shield wall was there's a phalanx like the 300 with the round shields and their you know, and their spears and just bashing them. Where's the round shield? There is no round shield. So I ended up buying resin ones, I think, from Zinge Industries or somebody like that. Really nice ones and replacing all of my all of my storm shields with these round shields. And I love them. I think they look great. But now I can't use my Iron Snake's army because they've got round shields. But they don't produce a flat, undecorated round storm shield to fit that bill. So it's yeah, I completely agree, Andy, I completely agree. And it, w- it wouldn't be beyond the realms, excuse me, sorry. <clears throat> and it wouldn't be beyond the realms of
2: you have Games Workshop, you have Forge World. And I've been in the factory a few years ago now, but Games Workshop, as in Citadel miniatures is across one floor. And Forge World is just the, the next floor up. So why can't you have the old Forge, or call it Mars if you want to keep it simple, because Mars was the first Forge World, have Mars in the corner? Producing all your old models,
0: mm.
2: May- the molds are yeah. still there. The molds are all on massive shelves, and th- they they could they could exactly do that. Your job is to produce these by order, and and that's what you. Do. I think
0: my biggest bugbear, and it was brought brought starkly into focus this month with the white dwarf. Is transfers? <laughs> you could you could just print them to order. You could you could dial in and go. I'd like you to print this transfer sheet for me. Done. You know. And yet they just come in for a week, a month, sell out, and then they're gone for like a year. Maybe never to come back again.
2: I've made my own transfers. I did it for the Sentinels of Vigilus for last year's 49th, 40K Army. It is a piece of mm. piss. Now, you take the image you want and you print it on the transfer paper. You then get a, it's like a lacquer over the top. It's water-soluble. You spread that lacquer over the top. And when you cut it out and you stick it onto the model, it's exactly the same transfer. The main issue you've got is if you use a brush rather than an airbrush to put the lacquer on, you get a stripe across it, but you can never tell. Yeah, They're all over the settlements of was a village, vigilance, and they looked absolutely wonderful. Bobby never had any issues with them, so you never complained.
1: No, I had no issues. And once you've gloss varnished it over the top, whether you had streaks at the start, they go away. So yeah. there's no imperfections at all. And that's
2: from Kerry's quality control as well. <laughs> so it must have been all right from cock me printing something mm. at home
0: and Game Shop could sell those those transfer files for the same price as they sell a transfer sheet and let people do it themselves. I think. Anyway, should we move on to forty k after we've now put the hobby industry to rights? You know, as we should, and um, <laughs> and have a chat about what's been going on there.
3: okay welcome everyone to the grim darkness of the far future uh bobby and andy still with us so thank you Just managed to stay awake through the first first section um and subdue the family and eat cake so good work
2: it's tough it's hard going mate <laughs> Listening to about space wolf <laughs> yeah. companies and how many numbers they've got in them and the stuff
3: is different. oh no it's it's tough to get through that stuff yeah yeah <laughs> um i
0: feel attacked i feel
3: yeah <laughs> I've got a cake in case I
1: start the flag too.
0: A cupcake, <laughs>
3: that's very refined. That's very refined. I'm impressed. So, um, 40K then. So, uh, is it fair to say that, certainly Andy, is 40K your main game, would you say?
2: Yes. 40K is uh, the, the game that I play predominantly within the community and organise tournaments for but I do play Necromander in Mordheim as well, but that's more for the hobby, not for the hobby side of
3: things, with with family and friends. Cool. So, I mean, how do you find, I guess, well, you said about tabletop simulator, I suppose it's difficult with the scene at the moment because there hasn't been events and stuff, but I guess they're starting to open up. How have you found 40K since it's come into the sort of 8th and ninth editions and they've been a bit more focused on like FAQs and stuff, man?
2: Um... So I started in 4th edition. I I find ninth edition tedious. Mm. As a gamer, it's really good because it focuses on strategy for getting objectives rather than just murder, death, kill that was 6th and 7th edition. But the only reason you have an FAQ every 24 and a half minutes is because somebody is abusing the rules and arguing where commas and full stops are. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not that's not in line with the hobby in my eyes, because it says in like the second or third page, just play the game. Yeah. Roll does. a dice on it. And that's not what people do. They'll sit there and sulk and bitch and moan like a teenager that's just been dumped by a girlfriend about do I get reroll ones, do I get this, do I get that, misinterpret rules massively. And a lot of FAQs don't tend to affect armies and, and, and things that I have, because I've always assumed that it's Not assumed. always read it as it was intended Mm. rather than rules as written, Ah, which does my nut in rules as written. Right, I'm ranting. Apologies. What was the original question? (laughs) No.
3: (laughs) No. It's just interesting because Ben and I um, are self-confessed, sort of quite chilled out gamers. We don't play um, particularly competitively or very often, really. I mean, Age of Sigmar is the one that I play a bit more um, competitively, although I'm renowned for being... Uh, in a casual game, I tend to do well as soon as I go to an event. If I come anything other than last, it's a shocking outcome, <laughs> which is great um so it was just interesting to get a view from someone that's that's maybe done a few more events and and actually it mirrors my view exactly i I'm re I was really worried and I don't think it's actually quite so bad at the moment, but when I saw the format, they were going down with age of Sigma three that we would see a similar start seeing a similar thing where everything was so finickety and and actually I just want to turn up and chill out and play a game. Um, and I know that you've got like narrative and you've got open play, but actually I quite like to have a bit of structure to what I want to do. So I want to use a lot of what's in match play. Um, but I guess it's okay when you're just playing amongst friends. But yeah, we've we've both been to events where we've had experiences of just those individuals you've mentioned. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ben more so. Ben's been particularly unlucky. I'm I'm so laid back. I just I don't even notice <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> one one of the big marks for me was when they introduced the saying,
2: "Within nine inches or wholly within, within or wholly within, man alive." when you have to add an extra word to argue whether your unit is within or wholly within to justify a rule, you've lost the whole point of the hobby in my opinion.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: Am I within nine inches? Yes. But if the guy only gets benefit of terrain, if he's within it, it doesn't mean the guy at the back who's 11 inches away from the terrain gets the benefit. Oh, but the unit is within. No. No, no, shut up. But then they have to release an <laughs> FAQ to, to clarify that because some turd burglar is trying to, to to justify his reasons that this this orc stood in the middle of a battlefield with no one around him, has a like a five up save because he's got his mate 11 inches away with his toe in terrain.
3: BA. <laughs> you're, you're not what we need in the whole I think when, they should give yeah. you an article in White Dwarf, you know, like, because they do the rules articles at the moment we need andy's view article behave i like that just be the it could be a poster (laughs) just like with behave written across brilliant
2: Uh, what what are you on about what planet do you come from now i can get sometimes you argue from your point of view because uh i want this unit to survive i want to be able to shoot i do get that but when it comes to the you, you you question the rules so much you're arguing about wording. You, you've lost while
0: you're playing the game, mate. Because you're not enjoying it and your opponent doesn't enjoy it. No, so, you're right. What are you playing for? As soon as you start arguing over nitpicky details, it, it, there's something happens, isn't there, in the dynamic and you're like, okay. Well, they, they've normally lost me at that point because I'm like, you just do what you want, fella. I'm not, I, I honestly don't care. <laughs> like, you, you do what yeah. you want, I'll roll the dice. I'll carry on looking at the pretty models and and we'll finish it out and that'll be the end of it. But have you, I mean, I've seen some weird stuff when they went from 7th to 8th, like like Land Raiders going up the battlefield sideways because they provide more cover. And I'm like, that may be rules as written, but have you ever seen a tank drive sideways? Because I've never seen a tank drive sideways. You know, it doesn't happen. So why would a tank drive sideways? And they certainly don't go up and then 90 degree and then do it. So you're right. I think as soon as you start, as soon as you start doing that, I think you people have lost kind of the point of what it is that we're there for, which is to have a bit of fun. And I do get that hyper hyper competitiveness is fun in its own right for some people, and I think yeah. that should always be um, should always be considered. Um, but you know, even the, the most competitive people sportsmanship is, is key it's, it's so important and if you're not playing with that in mind I think, I think no one has fun today
3: I guess the challenge is trying to make sure that you you play you you know what your opponent wants out of the game and vice versa and the I I kind of think back to when we went to that campaign weekend Ben that was very heavily coined as narrative and actually a number of people rocked up with sort of pretty on top (laughs) tier armies with no narrative at all and it was it was just a bit of a shock really (laughs) we were just like oh my gosh what is going on um you know but you know i think one or two of my corn berserkers got across to that imperial guard army (laughs) maybe yeah (laughs) and then so i was also what's the other thing I was? Going to, oh yeah so coming over to you bobby with just thinking about because you mentioned sisters of battle and your sort of 3000 point what do you reckon to that because we just had like sort of the next wave haven't we of Sisters of Battle mm-hmm. stuff what did you reckon
1: is that regarding rules or just the? oh
3: no, no, no the, sorry the, the, the models thinking, all right not to not to say that you're not interested in the rules it's just when we were talking in the sort of preamble i think you mentioned that you don't really play now you you yeah
1: I've got a little point on the rules though because I I can talk as a I'm almost a beginner now when it comes to 40k because the last time I played was probably two editions ago Mm. and I was fairly good and when I worked in GW which was what 10 years ago I was very good then and went to tournaments and I was one of those managers that could actually play so I kind of thought but I was also very immersed in it and I think now as almost a beginner again I still have that I like to be immersed in the hobby and I somehow when I read that rule book it doesn't quite Look on the battlefield how my brain thinks it should look. So I don't see what I read in the books. I don't, you know what I mean? When armies are tailored a bit, it looks nothing like I think it should look. And I see too many elites for my brain or do, things mm. doing <laughs> weird stuff. Or there's an awful lot of HQs. There's a lot of, do you know what I mean? In my brain as a beginner, when I try to tackle that rule book now and then realize I've got to get extra books or, you know, read other stuff to make that book wholesome almost it's a little bit off-putting as talking as a beginner. I don't really even want to approach the rules because I know that it's going to be quite a big hurdle. Whereas in the olden days, I got a rule book and I read it and I knew it and you played it. It was probably less fair because obviously it didn't ever get updated. But me talking as a grown-up beginner now, I've got the rule we and going have had it for ages. But I, I haven't read it because when I listen to a podcast and they tell me how things have been updated, this used to be that, now it's this. You can't have three guns, you can only have one. An example like the AdMech... I've just done the AdMech Army and... After we finished it, weapons have changed. So now I've painted certain numbers of models with this gun in a squad of 10, three, and now we can only have one. So there's so so many quick changes. It's almost you've got to be quite in it in order to win it kind of thing. You've got to be quite up on what's actually happening. And I don't have the time for that. So me as a gamer, I almost just think I don't really want to bother with that at the moment because I haven't got the time to inject. But on the on the reverse, I know a lot of people that are very competitive and they love it. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of my mates in Canada are very competitive. Some of them are like top tier guys. And when you hear from them, they've got the time to put into it. And they absolutely love that aspect. So I can see that those people are happy. They still moan because everyone obviously moans. Um, but that's my point on the rules. But with the sisters, I'm a big fan of them. Because like I said, I, I don't know what happened. But even when that first sister came out on the base with like the roses and stuff on, I think it was a basic trooper mirroring the old um, artwork for the sisters. Yeah, I thought that was amazing when that mean, first came out. And um, I think it's even got better. And because I don't care about the rules, it's rule of cool. So much like yourself, Ben, I just go for pretty stuff, really. I'm very, I'm like a little magpie. I get drawn to these like little sexy models that keep being, being released. And to be honest, I get the same with Age of Sigmar. It's not just 40K. There's lots of releases that come out that I love. But there's something about the Sisters of Battle, I think, that really do, as a painter, they really suit my style in that they've got just enough detail to make it look cool. There's enough cloth next to the armor so it doesn't all just look like a space marine, which can be very, obviously, armor-heavy. And I think the sculpts generally look good. The women actually look quite good, the faces. They don't look a bit too butch or a bit off. There's no crazy eyeballs doing weird things. Do you know, sometimes they've tried, and you're not even too sure what that face is doing. What, what is it, like, angry? Is it happy? Sad? So I think with the sculpts, with the Sisters of Battle, they're amazing. And I don't even like the craziness when they've got, like, exorcists now – when you compare it to what it used to be like years back, what an exorcist used to look like, and you compare it to now, it's quite extreme the amount of parts that come on. And if I'm to paint them, you're there for hours extra getting all those little bits done. But I actually really love that look and that, i think it matches the uh storyline when you hear about how they almost have like floating cathedrals with like megaphones blaring yeah. out all that stuff when i look at an exorcist tank and i've got two of them up on my shelf there you see them and you think they're they're proper mental those tanks you know when you see them i think that's <laughs> am- i want to see little butt naked cupids little flapping about i want incense balls swinging and i want smoke i want the whole shebang and i don't really have anything bad <laughs> to say and uh all I see is get, get more of them out, but maybe get them out a bit quicker would be nice. You know, there's there's a lot of gaps sometimes between ranges, but um, I don't really have anything bad to say as a painter. I think it's actually very nice to see. They're, they're, I hear they're quite good in the rules, but I'm sure that might change in a couple of months knowing how quickly things change, but it doesn't bother me. But as a collector and as a painter, I, I love those things. They, they really, when I'm painting them, I'm generally smiling, even doing base coats. And after the amount of Marines that I've done, I still even get smiley with Marines, but Sisters. There's something about the sculpts I think that are really, really cool. I love them.
3: Yeah, that's good. That's nice to hear because well, I agree. Ben, I think you do as
0: well. You oh, love, love them, them as well, don't you? Fantastic. And I, and I love the the new things that they've added. Are, are totally in character with the the whole. Oh, totally. I know they call totally. it they call it silhouette now, don't they? But the you know that kind of image of the army, the the new sort of suits. I know they're not everyone's cup of tea, but. They sort of tick my apple seed box, and they took my forty k grimdark box, and those lasses with the shields and spears are just, oh. mm-hmm. yeah, they are. I've actually, one of the things you said there, I wanted to pick up on. Um, I think it's inexcusable to change rules so that a hobbyist has to go back to something that they've already completed uh, and change weapons. I think that's. I think that's. That gives me sour grapes. Mm-hmm. That's, I find that a real hard pill to swallow. It's very but, tough, do you isn't mean... it? Sorry, go on. That's right, so go I, for it. So I've painted an army, so I've painted a space squad, and say they, for example, turned around tomorrow and said, actually, you can't have two special weapons, you can only have one, I, I would be throwing my toys out of the pram, like, catastrophically, because that, that would mean, you know, for my... Because I've got company of them now. I'd, I'd have, like, ten guys that have to break the weapon off and put a new one on, and that would just... And especially with like the spaceful screw sprue, the plasma gun is integrated into that arm it's you know it's you'd have to replace the whole arms I, that would that would grind my gears massively um I think it's inexcusable that
3: so you mean I when think... they make something completely unusable as opposed to not particularly effective
0: yes, yeah, yeah, when they change like what you're allowed in the unit and say are you allowed so what you suffer from there, mate, is someone's taken the piss with an army,
2: and now that's your fault. Yeah. Because someone's whinged about it. Now, the reason we have Primaris, now this is maybe controversial, the only reason we have Primaris Marines is because Space Marine players whinged about getting their ass kicked by everybody all the time. We only got one wound, but we're superhuman. Okay, we'll just give them two wound Marines. How are we going to get this into the law? I don't know. Some random bloke rocks up. He's 10,000 years old, and he's got loads of Space Marines what really yeah yeah everyone's got two win marines behave really someone moans <laughs> again. Got their ass kicked at 40k so now you have two win marines someone got their butt kicked by a i don't know a scion squad that had two mem- two melters but only five guys in it so therefore you can't have that and then that's where the chop and change happens in, in in the competitive world i don't like that it's too powerful okay we'll change it or i don't like that it's too powerful i'll change it Where's our cash cow? It's Space Marines. So let's just make everything Space
3: Marines. I think that's probably something to be said for being able to sell everybody that's got a Space Marine Army another Space Marine Army as well. Other than <laughs> or a just Space the people Marine moaning. inside
2: a Space Marine.
3: Yeah, I'd, but I'd be all over that, especially if it had a Citadel logo on it. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I'll buy that. Oh, that would be great, wouldn't it? Russian doll miniatures. Although that would be your nightmare, wouldn't it? Because you'd have painted one and it, you'd be like, oh, shite, now there's another one <laughs> inside so house oh, those of baby Faith. carrier ones sorry
2: what are you gonna say sorry mate those baby carrier ones as well i will just put a primaris space marine inside of a, a, a like a roll cage oh the... okay that'll do how does that work it didn't even work in the aliens films yeah yeah i i i, I know who cares it's... in fact yeah who cares let's move on
3: All yeah right. that's, that's fine more <laughs> strong bow And then we won't care.
1: I think the GW profits kind of like tell you that someone cares because they're making a lot. So even if only half of us like it, that's a half more than nothing what it was. I think it's
3: because I liked in the Matrix film, you know, when they had those. uh, They had a similar thing, didn't they? Where they had the big guns and they were shooting the creatures as they came through the machines as they come through the ceiling. That's why I like that model. Yeah. So I've got my squeaky chair, so I'm just jumping around. Um, So Necromunda. I'm sorry I'm flitting all over the place because I'm excited but Necromunda House of Faith I've got my book and I'm loving it I'm actually reading it all the way through um I bought the the fiery dudes the redemptionists uh, so I've got to paint them up as well you can mix them in but they've really tied them into Cordor now they they you know the whole point being I didn't really read it I didn't know a lot about Necro did you play Necromunda from the beginning Andy um I
2: went back to first edition when, oh, when was it? 40K got silly with formations in 7th edition and my brother didn't want to play anymore. So we engaged on the games. Necromunda and Mordheim were, were the two because they'd been stagnant for so long. Mm. They had community rules for 1st and 2nd edition rules, so that's, that's where we went back to. So yes, I have played from the start. Um, I haven't engaged much with the new stuff because I didn't, I didn't feel like the game system needed much tweaking beyond what the community had done and was happy with
3: yeah okay i i the main reason i was asked because i don't know because i didn't really play it before i don't know how much of the law is like new law and how much was there before so Cordor, for example being all like redemptiony and faith and fire the whole lot of them i don't know if that's always been a thing yeah or whether that's completely new oh excuse me oh thanks
2: and that's love right there
0: yeah yeah they they were always the religious ones, um I don't think that the the redemptionists I don't think the redemptionists were particularly separate I, it came across to me that they were kind of caught or went a little too far and took mm. took the cool age
2: from what I've seen they've always been a se- a separate war band but, Sorry, yeah. war band Mordheim. no they've all been a se always been a separate gang mm.
3: yeah, so do you um you obviously playing with the first edition stuff. Do you tend to like get the models in some of the newer models and stuff, or just sticking with the stuff that that you've got? Um, I haven't bought any of the new models yet because I
2: find, um, so I play House Orlock,
0: yeah, mm-hmm.
2: no, it's not Orlock, um, Delac or Delac, however oh, yeah. you want to freaking pronounce it. Um, and the new models that they've got in. Are far too steampunky and shit um for what i like from the old school stuff where we have a big gang of like vin diesel guys with auto guns and las guns i like that but in this new one everyone's got knives and pistols like no, I'm, I'm not a fan so i i tend to use the older lead models and luckily ebay is good for that oh yeah
3: the nice thing about lead as well it's really easy to strip paint off isn't it yeah yes yeah
0: it's really hard That's when you get nice. a plastic model and it's just been annihilated by someone with a plastic glue in it.
2: Oh, I was going to say, yeah, plastic glue. I'll just put this shoulder
3: joint on, blob, squidge, down the
2: side. Yeah, okay,
3: I'm not getting that off. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no. no, definitely not. Um, anybody else with any more observations about 40K? I, I've kind of lost track a bit. I've been so busy
0: with work. I, I think that my most excited thing about... what. I'm really excited about two things. So one, I think the Gaunt's Ghost release was absolutely cracking and it was really nice to see that. And we've been due a Gaunt's Ghost set for a while. A um, little bit disappointed with the Cadian sprue because it feels like a sticking plaster, And it to me, it means they're probably not going to address the fact that the Guardsmen are, are, could do with a redo. And I think that's just a kind of... I feel what they're doing is a stalling for time with that one. <clears throat> Um but the orcs. I'm real happy with the way the orcs go in. That the, the the new releases for orcs are just just rounded off that range really well. Um and I was surprised to see new orc boys, but I'm happy surprised. I think they look great too. So I'm um, I think the orcs are gonna be in a really nice place by the end of the year. Um and that that means Elder can't be far around the corner. Oh, you've mentioned it. Reset the
2: clock.
0: You've mentioned it now. Reset the clock. Yeah, and uh, and th- and then we can not hear about the you know the problems with the Elder range for a little while. But um, I think it's really cool that we're now. Uh, it, you know, Bobby, you've been a manager before. Dan and I have worked for Games Workshop. I don't know if you have, as well, Andy, but I remember when you know you'd be waiting. For, maybe 10 years to get a range redone easily at one point and now the sort of it's hard to keep up with frankly you know there's so much stuff coming out so much so many new models that it is difficult to keep up with but if I feel like everybody seems to get something real quick and I know that it's, it's maybe it's a reflection of modern society that people aren't patient enough that that two years feels like forever but it, it really isn't. It really isn't at all. You know, when some of the ranges before might not have got a model for 10 years, it's, it's, I think it's really cool that we're seeing such a, a fast pace of releases now. Um, everyone's getting there.
1: I think the big thing is that the it's... models have just lo- started to look better very quickly. I think for many mm. years in the olden days, you could quite happily put up with a chaos metal heavy bolter, which I thought was an amazing model. It had like the ammo on the actual strap and that, and a massive boxy one. I love those models, but if you see them now and how quickly they can produce them, and the the, the level of sculpting that goes into even basic troops now, the detail is amazing. Just like there is in the Necromunda range. Um, when you ca- when I was painting like. Uh, goliaths recently when you you see the detail compared to the metal it's it is an awful lot so even basic things look 10 times better and i think just mm. because they've now started to show what they can do it makes those older models the ones like the the guardians all the ones that we have the catachans i don't know what, <laughs> what goes on with those arms but christ i don't even think they made up muscles on those guys it's that bad but do you know what i mean when you see a good sculpt now it's so much better than what they used to be People just now want the whole range redone now and they want it tomorrow. In fact, I want it done yesterday. Just get it done yeah. when you play it. And because it's so, such a quick advancement, 10 years ago, you got a new squad and you went, cool, I've now got a new squad of something. And then you would wait for ages for something massive to hit you. I'm looking at Sisters of Battle now and thinking, these are like so much different to the metal ones. And my girlfriend was playing with those around about three years ago, the metal ones. And when I think of the, the, the difference now between those two, it's, it's on, another, on another level. And when you look at the Age of Sigmar models as well, and you see stuff like that, and you think, I remember what Nagash used to look like. And now you look at Nagash and go, oh, mate, what has happened here? The sculptor has been injected with, like, awesome (laughs) juice and just gone mental. And I think when you get that, you want more, don't you? When you have a nice beer, well, I don't want two. I want 10. When you give me a slice of cake and it's nice, I want 10. So you just want more quicker Yes, please. Hire some more staff, get it done. And that's what people are almost spoil. like.
2: Spoil. They're spoiled. They're spoiled with, with what Games Workshop can do and are capable of doing. Uh, and I think that's is the issue. They want the next best thing right here, right now. And what the community tend to forget mm. is Games Workshop is a business and need to make money. And if you're still buying the Guardians that are a at, 12-year... At Model whatever or the fine cast dire Avengers that are horrific as well. If you are still buying them, they're not going to make a new one. If you stop buying them, they'll make new ones. Like Abaddon, he was what twenty? Sorry, eighteen years old when they finally redid him, I think.
0: And he, he he's the nuts Easy, easy to easy. Yeah, I, mean, I think he might have even been released in the nineties. He was massively old he's so much a good your comment
2: about the i don't i've i've got 60 of them in, in in squads i don't see an issue with with the model they're a bit linear but you know they're guardsmen excuse me
0: yeah
2: i think the the patch that you say was a welcome update to a box set that was already good they weathered time very well um and i don't think they needed that much yes, of a they big did. update yes yeah, yeah. Uh, other armies that did need a big uptake, like you said, the Ork boys. Um legs, body, arms. They were either running or they were stood still. That that that's that's what you had with, with the poses. Um but they definitely need an update, and that was that was wicked when the, the new Ork boys came out.
0: He looks great, does it? I think my point about the guardsmen is was I agree with you. I think the Cadians have have stood the test of time fantastically. I think what i was more referring to is that it's the other you know the other guardsmen <clears throat> so like the yeah. the, the the talan the all of those they i just i might i would be so happy if tomorrow games workshop went here's the new guard release and there was maybe four guard infantry box sets that were all completely interchangeable and you could make like a million different regiments out of them because they different heads different arms different way I think that would be superb, but I think you're right. The K- It, the K- it K- does really, really to tie to in with the um, Ezrians, Death Corps of
2: Krieg, or what are the other, the Jump Troop guys, Death Corps of Krieg, uh, Valhalla Ice Warriors, uh, Meridian Iron Guard. They've all got huge fan bases of people that would buy, potentially, yeah. and the Praetorian Pator- Guards, who's the guys that look like they're from Rocks Drift with a helmet on? Praetorians, praetorians, you've got guys that would potentially replace large aspects of their collection of their lead models with plastic ones because they look freaking ace. (laughs) Is it worth it monetarily because Games Workshop is a company? Probably not, Um, especially when they're not selling Primaris or they can't make enough of them to sell them. But I think it's definitely worthwhile. When they release a guard codex, give me a box set for every single regiment that's in there. Give me my Rough Riders back. Yeah. Give him a talent. Give him my Valhalla Ice Warriors because yeah, yeah, yeah. I want yeah. guys in massive thick coats with flamers just just freaking because.
3: I'm reading um rereading Kaifus Kane again at the moment. So he spends a lot of time with Valhallans, And <laughs> I yeah, I love him. <laughs> I just love him. It's just where he just wears ever increasing amounts of mm. coats as it gets cold. Brilliant. Um and uh, and they don't care. So yeah, it's good. <laughs> um mm-hmm. i feel we should move into age of sigma because mainly because i'm keen to then get to the community and chat to you guys um more about uh the the uh the stuff you're here to talk about which is cool um so let's whiz through to um the mortal realms have a quick natter there and then we'll we'll ping on through to the community
0: And we're back for the Immortal Realms, which nothing much is happening, and we can just move on to the community, I think.
3: Pretty much. But other than a new edition. <laughs> other than a new edition. and it's Pre-order day today. It's pre-order day today. So Please actually... tell me you order yours.
2: Scalpers are excited. That's the only people that are excited for the new edition. The hobbyists aren't. They're fearful of getting ripped off by everyone there at midnight, clicking furiously to get an order in to then sell it on eBay for £500 million
3: interestingly um this time so there's still loads of well dominion is still available as is the they did like um some little objective things that if you ordered the box direct from games Workshop, you get the objective things and they've still got those as well so um they must have made a lot um a lot of them did you get you so you ordered yours dude ben is renowned for not buying the things he wants and then they go out of stock or they don't make them anymore and then he's very sad. So I
0: like to make sure. I am absolutely not doing that because we forgot about it. I'm, I'm not doing that on my phone right now as we speak. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I don't know where Ben would be sometimes
1: without you, Dan. I'm telling I you. I don't know. <laughs> How, how does this happen you like google <laughs> reminders he's literally doing do. it this isn't just made for the podcast he's actually doing it <laughs>
0: i actually doing it I completely <laughs> forgotten wow in, in my defense i was in the middle of picking up heavy things and putting it back down again when the release happened and then i forgot so
3: okay i was at work <laughs> work stopped at 10 o'clock um but yeah no, they've made a lot more of it this time. So I love the sculpts;
0: they look very cool. I like the idea. Oh, of the absolutely um, love it. And, and my, I, when they release a the new box set, I'm like, I, I need this to be an army that I have no interest in whatsoever. And then they went and released orcs and storm class, and I'm like, oh, oh damn you! <laughs> and the new orcs are just, oh they're just fantastic. fantastic.
2: My have been modelled far superior. Superiorly, far better. We'll go with the word "better." Far better yeah. than the forty k orcs since since their uh, in, in inception in Age of Sigma, they've looked ace. That nutter riding that lizard dragon thing with scales, wicked. The guy banging the drums, love him. Absolutely yeah. love them
0: all. Um, I think it was. Far far I think it was far the far moment far. I realised that Age of Sigma was because I, I I was out of the hobby at the time and I hadn't really and and then I. Went into Games Workshop and someone was playing with an Iron Jaw army and I just was like, oh my God, that is incredible. That war boss is like the size of a dreadnought. (laughs) It's just amazing.
2: You need to drop that axe, mate, and pick up a shooter.
0: Go over to 40k, mate. Let's go. Come on, boys. uh, And then the new ones is... I was a bit upset when they got rid of the, the old orc range... I suppose I should have just trusted them, because this new Orc range is is brilliant. It's the opposite end of the Iron Jaws. It's a completely different army. It will fit within the Great Green Wire. So I'm sure you'll be able to sort of incorporate it into an Orc clan thing going on. Uh, the sculpts look brilliant. You know, they're, they're, they're more, people. the word is overused, but they look more grimdark. They have so many cues back from that original orcs with the shields and the like the leering faces. And for the first time ever, I think, they're not their arms aren't preposterous. They've got a sort of Yeah, I don't know. And, and they've almost
1: lost yeah. that brutishness. I think that kind of like I always imagine old orcs had massive foreheads. They were like mm. you'd have to proper bash them to kill them. And these just look like they're almost a bit more real, a bit more like if you were just living in a swamp getting a bit gritty with the creatures. You, you pop out a bit like that. They look a bit more, they're not oversized in like no. the muscles and stuff. And they almost look, I'd say like art, art-like. If you saw someone sketch something and put it into a model form, it looks like that. Yeah. You look at something grandiose like a space queen, it's very in-your-face and bold. But when you see the new Orcs, I think they look really stunning. I'm looking forward to painting some.
3: They're more mock than gawk, <laughs> I think.
2: <laughs> oh, good. There's Bobby pushing for business. Oh, I'm really looking forward to painting some.
1: <laughs> i'm a busy man i've got no room don't worry i'm not here to push my services I'm fully don't worry but i just saw um paint did a nice shield painting thing recently henry, henry was doing some painting and i just got to look close up at the shields and he applied some nice uh, oil washes did a little bit of like uh, effects with sponge and dabbing and they look really cool i like the detail on them so you i think you could quite happily have that in 40k as well you could you could mix some of the parts in nicely mm. but, uh, i gave it a definite thumbs up and i don't even play it but i was like that would be lovely to collect
0: I, I really like the fact that they're in, in Age of Sigma now, you have Gork and you have Mork. You have the Cunning and you have the Brutal. I mean, there is nothing more brutal than an iron iron jaw. I mean, the brute the Iron Jaw brute, or the even better, the um the gawk runner is that is the epitome of brutal. And then these new ones are like the epitome of Cunning. And and in 40K, they never the Gork and Morker thing just kind of isn't there, is it? There is no not really any cunning, there's just an awful lot of DACA. Um and I wanna I'd love to see a like a more cunning and brutal thing to, to that too. But I mean the, the orcs are one part of it. The then the new the new Stormcast that is 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 or the, the um in Dressda, oh, yeah. oh my days. Good Lord,
1: what is going on there? That's that's mind-blowingly good, I say.
0: She really might good. be one of my favourite ever fantasy models, period, to mm. be perfectly honest. I, I don't I don't think I'd be underestimating or understating that. I just think she's she's epic. And yeah. the artwork of her on the front cover of the book, looking like a like a order comet coming from like mm. a pie. like, I'm sorry, you're dead now. And from play. It's just it, that sold it to me. The moment I saw that Dominion had her in, I was like, I I'm all in. Doesn't matter what else is in there, I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> she's um she's quite a
3: dodgy individual, really. She um she goes around hunting things and then just walks into Sigmar's throne room, drops the skulls at his feet and then walks off again. Like just to show she's badass. <laughs> she's a busy girl, she got stuff yeah. to do. That's how it is. Yeah, I well, ain't got that, time that, to chat.
1: Have these, I'm off. Yeah,
3: <laughs> she's not on a separate sprue either. She's on with some um, other bits and bobs, so probably get a similar thing that you got with Indomitus, where like all the
0: characters I think came out, didn't they, in the box or something mm-hmm. with her? Yeah. Very exciting, and we, it, it, as well, you know, you would think that that was enough. Age of Sigma, you've also had things like Lord Croak, and um, and we haven't even talked about um, the 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 new um, destruction god, uh, was craft help Pragnos. me out with Kragnos, oh <laughs> so it's it's just been a great couple of months for age of sigma absolutely brilliant
1: you have to say that the age of sigma almost the whole range is very very good if you, if i think back to what i was like playing warhammer when you were in rank and file and I was happy then, to be honest. If it didn't float my boat, I had lots of other units to choose from. I think now, when you see a whole army of it, and because they're on round bases and separate, you get to see the detail a bit more as mm, well. Yeah, do you know what I mean. You, can, you don't yeah. even need many models, and you just look at it and go, this is pretty much just like medieval 40K. 40K allows you to see all around the models and like almost suck up all the sculpture and all the rest of it. And I think now they've got that with Age of Sigmar. There's plenty of models in Age of Sigmar that I actually prefer than I do for what, what's similar in 40K. It's not... Over the top sometimes. Obviously, some stuff's mental. But um I really really enjoy what they do with Age of Sigma. I think it's something that a lot of people enjoy painting.
0: I don't think there's a weak range left in it, apart from maybe the cities of Sigma. I think it's still like crutching on some old good models, but um they've still got the shoeless bloody Empire troops, which just I can't <laughs> I can't even you know. So as soon as we get rid of the shoeless empire troops, we're I think that's it. The Age yeah, of my range will be complete, and bring back,
2: bring back Britannia. Yeah,
0: well, I'm, I'm quite uh, excited
3: to see what happens with. Um, although they're taking their sweet time about it, the the Warhammer the Old World project. Um, yeah, because they've done a, they've shown loads of stuff for Britannia. Be really good. They think the sad thing about Britannia as well is if you go to Warhammer World, I don't. It might not be in there anymore, but certainly the last time we went. In the cabinets, they had a Bretonian army all based up for Age of Sigma, all on like the ovals and stuff. Yeah. And they
0: look nice. And they brilliant. looked all of a
3: nice. They look real nice. Mm. Um, although um Gareth from Forest Dragon has recently done uh 10 mil noble knights um f- so uh for 3D printing, and they're just stunning and they look so lovely at that scale. I mean it kill your eyes to be like.
0: But yeah, painting paying the heraldry do on a hundred ten millimeter plutonians would be that would be the end of days, wouldn't
3: it? I mean, yeah. But they, <laughs> they, and the trebuchet is just stupid. It's
0: just massive. <laughs> it's just, it's really well, they are massive, aren't they? I mean, the the old one was tiny. It was
3: well, it was barely. a field trebuchet, Ben. Don't you know?
0: Yeah, it wasn't like
3: know. a oh, we're going to batter down your walls trebuchet. Thing is, though, don't you? Do you get a bit twitchy with Britonians? Because you and anything that's vaguely historically
0: no, I don't. No, you're
3: do not. no you are you not
0: know, I can't. I can't argue with you. Know. No, I don't. Not even a little bit. Oh, very impressive. Is some um, the thing? I, the thing that I always find frustrating about the only thing I find frustrating about things in in, in wargaming is is the is the daft practicality stuff, like like shoeless infantry. It's just, I just can't, you can't expect troops to march up and down the Empire without shoes. It's not going to happen. It's not, it's just not going to happen. So, no.
3: They just were marching through mud and they got stuck.
0: Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah. Not
3: a four-year-old kid at the beach, are they? They're not going to just go, oh, I left your boot behind. (laughs) They might do if an orc's trying to like pummel them with his really blocky, solid forehead we were discussing.
0: And like the little tiny shields of the Empire guys just irate me as well. Like they're facing off against Chaos Warriors that are the size of like Eddie Hall. They've got this like little. (laughs) Have this dinner
1: plate, fend him off. Uh, And (laughs) it's it's
0: barely bigger than their hand. And you're like, what are you going to do with it? I mean, am I going to block that? No, you're not. (laughs) Just sort on the side. It's like there's no point in them existing. For me, the empire should have been like the big ranks of halberdiers, you know, like the the, the guys who could actually deal damage, and 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 pikemen, pike, you know, pikemen, spearmen with big shields, and forming big blocks of infantry to to deal with chaos warriors not like some shoeless cretin with a with a dinner plate it's not it just never made sense and it never will do i'm sorry if i keep going on about it (laughs) i do feel
1: your pain but i think it's as well because they're humans aren't they when i did um, warhammer i always did an empire army Mm. um, also because i'm half german so i actually really like the look i kind of this is cool i can put some cool eagles on i can do all the stuff the color schemes base it a little bit on medieval and it was quite, the map. I got excited by seeing maps of the Empire, to be honest. If you let me loose some Warhammer Total War, I'm gone for days. And I'm always playing Empire. Even though I've played it and won it several times, I'm still, let's do Empire, please. And uh, it's just how it is. So I think you're one of those, aren't you? Where you just want to be the Empire. But make them good. Put them on par, at least, with the rest of the gorgeous range.
0: Yeah. Mm, yeah. Just not, like, be a can of There's a great book on the, I think it's called The Ambassador. Is it called the Ambassador? Something like that. It's just a couple of books. And Ambassador Chronicles. There's two books. Are, the, the, the knights, the way they're described in that are just mm. superb. Like they almost like space screens. They're so elite compared to everybody else that you know there'd be, there's all this stuff going on, and then a, a right guard knight would turn up and everyone would be like, okay, sorry, we're really sorry, we won't do it again. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just fantastic. <laughs> like, I think um
3: so. The next time we record will be just after the stuff actually arrives and we'll have played some Age of Sigma so we can get in a big old segment on, on the Mortal Realms then. But um, unless anyone has any pearls of wisdom around the Mortal Realms, I'd love to move into the community section and start talking to you guys about about that stuff. Is that good? Be good for that? Let's cool, do it. Yeah. Hail! Glorious community. Sorry, Andy, I I just hailed right over the top of you then.
2: Don't (laughs) worry about it, mate. It's your shit internet and your pixelated face. Don't worry
3: about it. Pixelated face, that's (laughs) like... I'd use that for Tinder, to be honest. A pixelated face, much improved. Um, Don't
2: let your fair lady that bought you some juicy you say that, mate. She would just fucking (laughs) deck you.
3: I think Harry would know what tinder was to be fair, um but uh... <laughs> so moving on quickly before I get myself in a significant amount of trouble, um, hopefully you've realized by now that we're joined by Bobby and andy um and in this section, we just want to talk to them about the madness that they get up to. I think it's a great thing that you guys are doing um yeah. really, really do, and to be fair whenever ben talks to me about doing a painting project i i never commit do i or if i do i just don't do it so the very fact that i've done it or am doing it it says a lot and i i just ben and i have both been affected um in the past with mental health issues uh and i think it's just fantastic that you guys are doing what you're doing so do you want to tell us a bit about it andy do you want to start
2: yeah, I happily do. Um, I'm a massive ad- advocate of men's mental health, and I think it's important that men realise that they're not the only ones suffering. I've had PTSD, uh, I've had depression, and issues with, with with alcohol. Both you and Ben have admitted that you've had issues. I've only come across, and this is honestly hand on heart, three men that haven't had issues with uh, <laughs> with mental health, and the more I suffered and the more i came out the other side the better man for it um i wanted to do something that helped people yeah because um i'm gonna do my best not to cry now but it broke my heart all the time i would read on facebook of somebody killing themselves or um a dad gone son father friend it's absolutely heartbreaking that we've got so many things killing you, killing us in this world. We don't have to be doing it ourselves. And for the sake of looking out for each other and talking and knowing that it's okay not to be okay, and the things you're going through, your mates go through as well. They do. It's a fact. And if you can talk about that and you can open up, open up and identify, it, and even if you have to press somebody to talk to you about it, because it isn't easy to to open up about your feelings, especially if someone you don't think you can talk to if we can break that stigma away we're onto a winner we're onto an uh onto a success already and i can't run marathons i've got little short legs i'm not massively fit enough to do a triathlon or anything that want people want to donate money to all i can do is hobby and war game the shit up. anything and so i came up with 40 hours of 40k and it was only because 40K is set in the 41st millennium that 40 hours then rolled into it. So I thought, oh, should know, I do a 24 a hour live stream or twenty hour 24 hour painting? Like, no, it doesn't, doesn't roll off at the tongue. Well, the next stage is 40 hours, isn't it is then. And that's where it stuck. And because the community we had already within the, um, the groups I'm involved in is how I came across Bobby. And because of Bobby's uh, profession, he said, oh, yeah, I'll pay an army for you, mate, and we can raf- ration it off. Ration it off? Not ration. Auction. Auction. Baffle. Thanks, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, ration. Food. Oh, food on the brain. I'm hungry.
1: Typical military. You think, scr- you know, get a bit of scram in you. <laughs>
2: yeah. And, and he said, oh, we'll uh, auction it off, raise some money. And then the issue then came, what charity do I do it for? So I chose calm the campaign against living miserably, which is uh, specifically targets um male suicide and, and the prevention of it. Which is what I'm trying to stop is men killing themselves in fucking droves, and it's heartbreaking. Anyway, yes. if someone else would like to talk before I
0: yeah, it's um it's it's a real hot topic, isn't it? It's um it's it's so difficult. The um. It's the biggest cause of death in that age group by like a like a, a quite a way as well. And when you think about all the all the other diseases that are out there, um it kind of it strikes home. And you know, I, I work as a I work as a GP and it's real difficult to get to get guys to to talk about it. You know, I I would probably estimate that I think I probably talk to four or five women for every one man. And there 's no difference in the mental health problem there it 's just that we 're really bad we 're really, really bad about talking we just don 't talk we don 't go to people for help we don 't open up about it um, and I see it in my job day in day out, and actually most of the time we pick up men in trouble is when they 're when they 're really really in trouble or it 's too late um, I think it 's a fantastic charity and i think I think the whole the whole thing is um Especially in especially in the hobby community, I mean, it is male dominated and uh, you know that's changing and I'm glad it is changing, but um you know, it is a place where, you know, you can come across other people and actually like we've spoken about already on today, we you have a common ground. You know, you have a common ground and you you know can you can almost in some ways open up to a stranger and it can make a massive difference, a massive difference, you know, because you don't have to talk to your your best mate or, you know, your wife or your doctor, you know, you can talk to anybody. And when when you talk to, when you look at suicide prevention, when you, there, there's, a, there's a great charity who does talks about, um, and there's a guy who leads it, it's started in America about the Golden Gate Bridge. And um, when they talk to people who have survived, <laughs> if you can believe it, um, jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge, and, um, and without, a, without an exception, all of them say that immediately, as soon as it happened, they regretted it. But more key, if someone had made a human contact of any description on their way to the bridge, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened. Yeah. And, um, and that can be a smile, that can be making eye contact, that can be as simple as how are you doing. We live in a world where we're very much in our own little bubble and it can sometimes feel difficult to break out of it. Um, I think one of the yeah. big issues we've got, certainly in the UK, is uh,
2: when I first started talking to you, Ben, and I've not spoken to you two before this, you asked, you're right, mate, how's it going? And I went, you're not bad. Or I'm all right. And that was it. Well, that, that was it. That, that, that's mm. the, the first in you've got to talking to another man is, you're right, mate, how's it going? Do you actually... It's fucking shit. Yeah. Instantly, I, I I know quite a lot of people. I don't know anyone that would go, not interested. they yeah, always exactly. go, Whoa, yeah. what, what's the matter? Talk to me about it. Yeah, yeah. You can try and work through it. It can be potentially be trivial. It can be freaking serious. Mm-hmm. But you need to know that people care. Yeah. And if you think to yourself as you're sat there now, now I think I'm going to kill myself. Who would care? Well, if someone's going to attend a funeral, mate, someone's someone cares. So give them a call.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. It's heartbreaking. It really breaks my heart. Yeah. And all I want to do is try and raise money because uh, Four Hours Four K, Four Hours Four K, we're not a charity. We're just an event to raise money to give to a charity that already does that amazing, freaking, wicked job, which is calm the campaign against living miserably. The single biggest killer of men is suicide. We've got to stop that. And the best way to stop it is by chatting and talking. Mm.
3: And I think it's it's great that you go out on a public platform, put yourself up uh, and talk about it, because not everyone, clearly not everyone who suffers uh, with mental health issues is able to do that. And that's that's absolutely um, understandable that you wouldn't you might not want to stand up in a public forum and do that but I think if you are able to there's so much strength in that and and one of the things one of the reasons that I'm happy to be so open about my own struggles is in the hope that if only if even one person finds they can open up and say something it's made a difference and I you know I uh three or four years ago um absolutely broke down at work Uh, and ended up having three or four months off and without fail whichever office I go into now um I gather the team around and I tell them about my experience because because I can I'm 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 okay to be open because if if one person there listens and comes and talks to me um then you, you I mean how good is that and I just there's so much goes on you know when we had um joshua i love joshua the bits but at times where i was like what the fuck have i done <laughs> and i love my kids but you you feel like you can't talk about that stuff and i and i just think it's really important that people know like you said man they're, they're not alone they're absolutely not alone and being able to stand up and talk about it in a public forum if you can is real powerful so you know credit to you mate it's brilliant
2: since i've started 40k and i opened up and i always fly the flag i don't bang the war drum because banging the war drum is uh for example i've had mental issues i've got them this is me my ptsd does not define me of, of, of who i am but my response to other people's issues it helps craft my response to that yeah so i fly a banner I'm not shouting about it, but if you ask, I've oh, had PTSD, that's fine. And I've had my own issues and I will listen <laughs> to yours and I'll help you any fucking way I can. Hmm. Because if I can sit there and, and, and listen to you, and it's a wonderful thing to be listened to, it's a beautiful thing to be listened to. And even if you have the ability to understand a little bit what going, somebody's going through, it's beautiful. To see the relief on somebody's face when they finally get to talk to somebody. I've had it at tournaments when they go, Oh, you're real, you're Randy, you do the 40 hours, 40K. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the mental health thing. The next sentence out of their, their mouth is, I've had this issue. 15, 20 minutes later, we're still chatting and it's beautiful. Yeah. And you can see the relief on their face because they get to talk to somebody about it and they know that it's, it's not a bad thing. Now I'll sit there with a the banner all day on a high street. I've got mental health issues, and we want to kind of have a chat, and you can know that it's that it's the norm. And when you say, "Oh, normal people don't have mental health issues," actually, normal people do have a lot of mental health issues. Mm. Yeah, and absolutely. that is the norm in society. <laughs> so why can't we just embrace it and look after each other? Because if I ask so click my flag, I've had PTSD, like you said. Then you had months off work. I had months off work. I was dragged into the office one day at work and told, mate, you're doing a really, really good job. And I broke down in tears saying, well, I don't feel like it. And that's when everything came out. All the shit from Afghan, all the shit from pressures from 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 work, done. But you bottle it up because everyone else is functioning. Well, if everybody else is functioning, why aren't I? Because the reality is that everybody else isn't functioning. They're just coping. Absolutely. You can yeah. have a chat. Yeah, it
0: absolutely. doesn't matter
2: if it's In between round one and two, I'll happily put the dice down, get some beers over at quarter past nine in the morning over a a round of 40K, do the old Monty Python. All right, mate, we'll call it a draw. Let's get down to the gritty of just have a chat. Let's have a talk.
3: Yeah. So how can people get involved, mate?
2: So if you would like to donate... There's a JustGiving page, 40 hours, 40K, 2021. The money goes straight to Calm through Just Giving. Just giving doesn't have any um, auto- operating platform costs like Facebook does. Go straight on there and donate. You can buy raffle tickets for the monthly raffle. Again, all the money goes straight to Calm, but our sponsors give us loads and loads of stuff. The, the, the Outpost, Cromweck, they've all given us stuff uh, to, to give away to people. Um, Or you can watch the stream Uh, from September the 12th at 6 o'clock till September the 13th at 10 o'clock. There is a full 40 hours of live streaming of Warhammer. So come along and say hello. Or just follow and like the posts and and let people know that when you like 40 hours of 40K that supports men's mental health and your friends see that, that you support mental health, you'll have that instant connection with somebody else who has a mental health issue yeah, yeah well if you've got a mental health issue and you support that then it must be okay to talk about that and then you can cross a boundary and as has just been said if you can help one person i was asked a question in 2019 why are you doing this so i don't want people to kill cool themselves anymore and if i can stop one person from doing that and prolong their life i've won i've won that's it i'm happy that is me done as, uh me as an event organizer i've succeeded because somebody has survived
0: yeah Yeah. i think we're way past that now aren't we that that one person you know can't come a great charity they do so much work and every penny that goes into into that is going to be it's going to be saving or going towards saving lives it's great work
3: i think the great point
0: as well is that you
3: know like in the checkers Not everybody has got money to give, but that doesn't mean that they haven't got something to give. Just like you said, like liking and sharing, and showing that they Um, get it and they, yeah, and they recognise it and stuff. You know, it's yeah, it's great. I think I just think it's great. I think it's really cool.
2: Even if we didn't raise any money for Calm this year, and all we did was have a massive. 40-hour stream from people across the atlantic because it goes for 40 hours it crosses loads of time zones of people chatting you're right let's have a contact. let's have a chat if that's all we did i wouldn't need to give money to calm or donate to calm because the job's done yeah everyone's talking and people are getting their problems sorted out out in the open so they don't have to bottle it up and have this massive metal breakdown and kill themselves throws off the cars and trains and have kids crying in their bed at night because they haven't got a dad anymore, <laughs> um, and, and that's what I'd really like. Yeah. I don't want your money. I want you to talk. Yeah, and if you can talk about anything, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to to the cows come home. If I probably end up clogging up this bloody podcast with 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 stories about issues that I've had, but it will be an issue that somebody can relate to. Mm. I can now luckily have a few beers and enjoy it. But at one point I couldn't have a few beers and enjoy it because I'd be drinking to numb a memory that fucking broke my heart. Mm -hmm. I can enjoy it now, but because I spoke to somebody, because I got help and I kicked like a fucking child to get that help. I am now. Okay. So I can have a beer. I can enjoy it. I can talk about my mental health and my feelings. It doesn't make me any less of a man; it makes me more of a man and more of a human being to want to help and progress the human race. That's all we want to do, isn't it? Is to survive and progress. So that's what I'm doing.
0: I think that that's a really important point, isn't it? That and one of the things I hear I hear a lot doing my job is that you know having mental health problems makes you less of a less of a person or less of a man. Or talking about it makes you. It's, we, we should be so far past that as a society and yet somehow we're stuck on it. And, you know, people are still embarrassed that they're on antidepressants or, or medication or seeing a counsellor. It, it's still somehow that little bit of taboo to it. And I think talking about it, absolutely, t- you know, just breaking down that barrier, and you are absolutely right, it takes so much courage to to open up, to to go, to walk into a general practitioner's office and say, I need help to go to your mate and say, I need to talk. And it's about this really difficult thing. It takes, it takes, it makes you more of a man. Absolutely. I completely agree. You know, and I think, I think for me, I I, I, I find it really hard to accept that almost in some ways, like there's periods of history before now where mental health was dealt with better. And yet we're in 20, we're in 2021 we should be we should be better at it we really should as a society and yet we're still we're still not and it's and it's to do with those hold-ups I think that people have that um you know they're worried what people will think when actually I think you're absolutely right if if someone said I'm not okay I can't think of a single person who wouldn't go oh, well what's up tell me what, how can I help you know I'm here to listen or you know you you
2: drop what you're doing what I'm doing doesn't matter what matters now is you because you're not okay
0: yeah
2: if your kid scuffs his knee you help him out yeah if they're a bit sad and moping on the sofa you help them out because you can tell they're not okay so why would you not help your mate out oh as a fully grown ass man or woman person they can look after themselves no they can't we need together we're a pack animal so why don't we just act like a pack animal and look after yourselves look after each other Um, And once we do that and realize the norm is actually being quite controversially do lally tap, because that is the norm. We've all got our own quirks. It's why some people like Bobby hate mold lines and me, I'm not bothered by them. (laughs) We have to embrace our differences and have to embrace how we cope with things, our mental processing. And as long as we know we're all not okay, we're onto a winner. So, yeah. Yeah, how are you going to get involved? Talk to your mate. Ring him up. I've not heard from so-and-so in a while. I'll give him a ring. Hello, mate. Are you all right? I've not heard from him in a while. And that could can highlight any number of issues. Why is your mate not down the pub? COVID. Obviously, COVID. He's, why is your mate not talking to you? Why is... Um, fuck, any number of issues that you could possibly draw from your uh, normal
0: interaction with people and things not being the same yeah thanks i'm
2: struggling with words now
0: yeah
2: yeah any any break from the norm just jump on it and jump Mm -hmm. up and down on them what's the matter what's the matter what's the matter because some people need that goading and that poking until they snap and go just fuck off i'm not okay okay let's talk about it
0: there was that great advert wasn't there recently that i i really liked where um the one i remember is as a guy there's a couple of different ones but there's a there's a guy stuck under a tree and this dude's sort of standing, standing there, like, reading the map or something. They're out in the forest. And he's like, oh, you're all right, mate. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And he's like, are you sure? And he's like, no, actually, I'm not. I'm stuck under a tree. <laughs> and it, and the whole advert was to say, you know, sometimes, especially in Britain, I, I know, I, don't, I can't speak for anyone else, but people just do go through them. Oh, yeah, I'm all right, mate. Ask a second time you know, are you sure? Are you okay? And then they're probably going to get a more, you know, I'm all, yeah, no, even, I'm even
2: if you can't get that out of a second, are you okay? Are you sure? Maybe you can go, oh, my missus is doing my nothing, I'm not really handling work. I've actually noticed I'm drinking a little bit more and it's not affecting me. Why did I get really, really pissed off the other day about somebody cutting me off for no reason? Or... Why does it really matter that the dog piss on the floor? Well, it doesn't, but for some reason it really is affecting me. Well, the reality is that it shouldn't, but it does. So they're things, they are things that you should identify and link to somebody else. And you can easily <laughs> talk to your mate as, uh, so I've got kids, and as soon as I rant about being tired, certainly when they're young, or potty training boys because they're slow, and girls, they're dead easy. Because they just they just get the potty training things. They don't like weeing in nappies anymore. They just want to be strong, independent women. Wicked. We have a lot of common ground, but we need to talk about it, not just go, "Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, sweet, sweet. I'll go to the bar." No. Yeah, absolutely. Just have a chat. Have an honest chat. Be honest. Yeah. Sorry, that digressed from the original question of how can people get involved. Sorry.
3: No, I didn't. I, I think it was all. Yeah, it was. All
2: it's
0: different. all exactly what you know the event is about, and and it's. I think it's an important message, and it's one that we really wanted to support, and and it's why we asked you guys on because it it's it's really important to us, and it, you know it's really it's awesome to hear you speak so passionately about it, and we can see how you know how difficult it is at times to talk about it, and and I'm. What I would sort of suppose we can move on to now is I suppose the the kind of structure of the event. So I mean 40 hours of 40k is a is a it's a tournament event, isn't it? It's based out uh, a location.
2: No, so it's not a tournament event, it is me. Okay, uh, yeah. a few other of my mates, uh, at Imps Gaming in Lincoln, who are our yeah. wonderful hosts. I've got a big a big shout out to Imps Gaming because originally it was going to be in my kitchen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know I know your listeners can't can't uh See this, but it was just going to be over there, and I was really? going to have lads rocking up, my mates that from the community, one in, one out, all that sort of stuff, and streaming it live. And Imps Gaming stood up and went, "Oh yeah, just have a gaming hall, mate. It's not a problem." What? Oh yeah, uh, we we fully support what you're doing with mental health. Go for it. Wicked. So we've got um, four or five tables of um, idiots playing Warhammer. For- <laughs> 40 hours. So the the one side of the table won't change. It'll be me or a group of other idiots. And our opponents will change. And we'll just roll through, regardless of the uh the outcome, we play. Whatever album they want to play, they can play it. Match play, narrative play, whatever. But one of the tables, the table that I play on, is fully streamed live on Twitch. Um, and that's how it goes. Our lovely Bobby Clark from Red Eagle Studios and his band of merry painters is paying a necron army for us this year. Uh, and he's going to be down there, fingers crossed, COVID allowing to, to give some free painting lessons. I say free. If you donate some money to Calm, Bobby will give you the time of day to uh, <laughs> give you some painting lessons and whatever you want. And there's also uh, my, my fair lady, my missus, she's a, a counsellor she's down there as well giving the first steps to help for people that want to come down and when you finally open up the door to okay i'm not okay She's on hand to sit down and go okay how can we deal with this how to compress and progress and, uh, mm. and push forward yeah so it's not a tournament style it's like a, a round robin if you like one unlucky soul goes oh I'll, I'll give you a three-hour game if you like match play sort of three-hour game and he goes from me say uh six to nine in the evening. That's nice. He'll then go over to the next guy for nine till 12. And before you know it, he's done four tables. It's been 12 hours of gaming and he's a bit, he's a bit sad, bless him.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I could physically manage 40 hours of gaming. I struggle after like a three round tournament. I'm done. <laughs> and that's where it came from. I, mm.
2: I did question. I've done a, quite a few two day events. And after round four on the Sunday, I just want to pack my models away and move on to something like bolt action that looks fun. (laughs) So I thought... (laughs) Exactly. So I thought, what would no single person like to do but they can get behind? Actually, I wouldn't want to do that for 40 hours, solid. That is me starting at six in the morning, the first dice rolls, and the dice do not stop rolling until 10 o'clock on the Sunday.
0: So you get to stop for food? No. No, you just eat as you go.
2: Oh, I, I eat as I go when I've got to eat, because I'm, I'm really a quite a sulky human being if I don't eat. Um, I do allow myself toilet breaks, yeah, but course, it just yeah. means my opponent can then go, oh, let's, let's get get rid of that riptide, smack it off the board and smash it over the floor. Um, or we can, he can turn some of my wound counters around and things like that. But yeah, I, I, I try not to have a single break. Because if somebody's going to donate money, to calm, and I've said I'm going to play Warhammer for a solid 40 hours, that's what I'm going to do. Even if it's a case of, okay, it's three o'clock in the morning on Saturday, I've got my ass kicked by the halfway through uh, battle round two. Okay, let's reset and start again. And
0: this time you have first turn or I'll have first turn. Awesome. Do you start to hallucinate dice rolls and stuff by like Sunday, midday? No, I completely forget I've got units. (laughs) <laughs> and rules as well. Yeah.
2: Um, that riptide, where
0: did that come from? That,
2: <laughs> no, I think it was, was it last year. I was playing a guy and I had, he said, I want a matched play competitive list test. It's like, okay, no worries. Come come down and play, not a problem. So I bought my three riptide, mark drone swarm with my devilfish flying overwear. and I forgot my shooting phase. As a tower player, <laughs> I forgot my shooting phase. He was like this
4: yeah, boy,
2: rubbing his arms together. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, no, I've got, I've got no assault, obviously, on Tao. And we just carried on. Yeah, it was good fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget the shooting phase when I'm sort of well-rested, just out of food, you know, go straight in. In fact, I'm pretty sure I forgot the shooting phase on one of the first turns when we streamed on Warhammer Community. <laughs> Brilliant. Bypass that bit.
2: Yeah, it's great stuff. I will now, I appreciate it's your your stream guys, but I will push it over to Bobby because if it wasn't for Bobby, we wouldn't have raised half the amount of money that we've done because of the efforts and the time that that man has put in. He's raised thousands, absolutely thousands. The first year he raised £2,000, the next year he raised another £2,000 just because of his efforts of painting and building an army that he just gave over and this year he's gone above and beyond by recruiting guys from Australia, Canada, America, Italy, Germany, to build and paint Necron armies. Man alive. I don't know how he's done it, but he has. So I'm just not even going to question it because that's just what Bobby does. And I'm going to hand over to Bobby now to, to explain the wizardry that he does. because He's epic because without him, 40 hours of 40K would just be some idiot in his kitchen trying to raise money for men's mental health, but he <laughs> really has pushed it out with his massive following on Instagram and his his link with his clients especially to really push his skill and push 40K. Go on, Bobby. You've been quiet for too long now, mate. Go.
1: Cheers, Andy. Um, it's quite interesting how it all started as well because I, I didn't actually know Andy as well. I knew uh, someone else in his group in the military that was doing stuff. And I, I basically painted a 2,000-point salamander army. I kind of just said, do you want this? Do something with it. And that was year one. And that was when he said he, he sold it. We, we still did an auction. It went for 2,000 pounds. And I was like, I've helped someone and done something cool. And then Andy said, uh, how about next year? Anything happening, do you reckon? Are you up for it? Kind of, we had a bit of a chit-chat. And that was. Uh, I was like, yeah. I can't say no to that, can I? So I, I did another army after that. But this time, it was a bit different. In that People were offering stuff. So they were saying, do you want a tank? I've got some men. Because the first time it was I financed it, it was my army I had. So I financed the army in the time. And the second time, it got a bit better. People were helping. Um, And I found it very odd because I didn't know any of them to start with. It was weirdos online saying, do you want 10 intercessors? How about you want a fat tank? And I was like, all right. (laughs) And I noticed that people were starting to help because they saw it the year before. They were messaging me directly about mental health issues that they were suffering from. And uh, I suddenly realized that I, had a, I was able to get more of a, a group doing it as opposed to me just doing it on my own. I still painted it, 99% of it on my own. I did have two helpers, uh, Benji and Matt, who painted a couple of characters. And I was like, this is amazing. Two guys just volunteered a whole day of their life to paint some models for me to add to the army. This is wicked. Um, and that was the second year. And I thought, it's quite tiring doing this. It's 160 hours I have to do to to get this to be done. So that's a lot. So days off are canceled. You know, the missus wants to go out one day or I can only do four hours. because I'm busy for charity and she totally supports it. Um, but for this year I was like, I can't do that much again. It's starting to affect me now. So I was like, what could I do? So I decided to approach a few friends and it's quite hard to say, this it's pretty it makes my my lip kind of tremble but I spoke to around 20 people I think and just said do you want to help out can you do stuff with me and uh I just made a list of guys that I thought they're cool didn't matter where they were in the world I just sent them a message and said just help us out and all of them said yes
0: that's awesome man.
1: Oh,
2: Bobby, you get. I'm crying now, you tool. Thanks, mate. <laughs> so, there you go. So, if you ever want a uh, a validation that uh, men being men is okay, even Bobby's story, because it's a fucking beautiful story. I- I'm having a little bit of a snivel now as well.
1: <laughs> it's a bit tough, but um, in a nutshell, this year we're doing it bigger. In the last two years, we're about 2,000 points. Yeah. And what I wanted to do this year was people were very willing to buy a 2000 points army, but they, were then, they needed reinforcements because they wanted to mix and match. They wanted to do match play, so they wanted to swap units out and alternate stuff. Yeah, yeah. So this year what I said was I need 3,000 points is what I wanted. And I'd come up with a rough color scheme, but I didn't know how to get that out to my artists. So I actually had – I think there were 18 of us exactly in total that are doing it. There's men, women, all languages, like uh, Andy was saying – and I wanted all of us to be on the same hymn sheet. So I spoke to a guy called Mike, uh, Mike Mutiny on Instagram. He's a German. I speak to him. He, he, I just said, I'm half German. He's, Let's do this, buddy. He's and all of a sudden, handsome, he was like my blood guy. brother. He's
2: defensively
1: handsome. Stupidly handsome, handsome as my girlfriend always says. I'm telling you, I'm concerned. But if he comes over, she's gone. So uh, And
2: he's <laughs> <laughs> a bit more than you as well, Bobby, but don't.
1: Well, well he, he's, he's an, <laughs> an astonishing painter to the level of like, he's better than every metal, the stuff he do. I admire him as an artist and I approached him first and said, these are the colors I want. And I gave him some pictures of tomb Kings and said, I love this. I love desert. I love teal. I love magenta. I threw him some information and said, can you do me a rough color guide so that the people in the group that are painting alongside me can follow it so that every single unit matches. There's no imperfection. If I get a unit of 10 warriors from Australia, they're going to match 10 warriors from America. Yeah, yeah. It's all going yeah. to come in and whoever buys this, because there are going to be people who might want to have this. on I mean, it's available for an auction. It's a blind auction. So anyone can bid for it, but I'm trying to obviously get as much money as possible with the least amount of problems in the way. I don't want problems with colors. I want someone to own it and go one person painted this. Well, that's what it will look like. But the thing is they're all skilled artists. And, I, and what Mike then did is he actually made a 16 page computerized color guide. And I won't mess around with words. He's done everything. A color chart, stages one by one. It's an actual tutorial that would be on Warhammer TV. It's, it's everything. I only asked for a basic guide, and he came back with this. And I was like, Jesus, Mike, this is intense. And he had it ready before the other guys even knew what they were painting. So when they were like, oh, what do you need me to do? I was divvying out who wants to do what. I had a list. There was a, a professional tournament group in Canada called BC Battle Brothers, who I know. And they, they made me a competitive list and I said I want this to crush people. I want people to be crying <laughs> after their game, but I also want it with like sub-units in case someone wants to play a fluffy game. I want it so that anyone who literally, if there's someone out there who's got thousands of pounds, because that's what I want to make for Jerry, it's not I don't want it's not a hundred quid this. The last two armies were two thousand each. And this is now a bigger army. So I want someone who's sitting there who's thinking, I want to have a really cool looking army that I can use in a tournament or I can play with my mates. And I don't want anyone to go, it's okay painted. I want them to go, Jesus Christ, who painted that? And then I can then send them the list of all the artists, and they'll be like, Jesus, why have they done that? And then you can tell them the story, why we've done it. It's so meaningful. then. And it's around 3,000 points. As an example, we've got all four Catans in there. They're all in. Um, I've had no issues sourcing models. A lot of these artists themselves have bought the model out of their own money, as well as painting it in their own time, And also, none of them have asked for postage. I've offered out my own pocket and said, I'll give you a hand because coming from Australia isn't cheap Mm -hmm. and nor is it from Canada. And a lot of them are time bound, they've got full time jobs, they've got families as well, and they also suffer some of these people. So, for all that to come together, it's very hard. And I've had to then organize this team. And also, I'm painting for it still as well. It's not like I've hung up my brush. I'm trying to lead the way by making sure some of them that are suffering, I've had to help them recently. Um, and some of it's very serious, what they've been struggling mm. with, as well as managing this team. And I've, I've tried to do it so that Andy hasn't got to worry about the painting side. I'll shoulder that burden almost and make that happen. And what it means is we're going to get over 3,000 points of Necrons, loads of units that you can sub in and out. You've got more warriors than you can shake a stick at. So if you want loads, we've got 40 as an example. Um, and you had like Barry on recently, Barry Watkins yeah, yeah. you had on your Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Um, He's a legend because I gave him a metal deceiver and said, make that look good. And he said, all right, I'll just like totally resculpt the face, the muscles and make my own bit of cloth to go around him. Is that all right? And I was like, I want your babies, buddy. What the hell? That's amazing. <laughs> That's <not> that.
0: <laughs> so um, much left and he did it in no time there? there's nothing there's nothing left to the original deceiver
1: it's <laughs> it's stunning though isn't it and all it was was one little chat with him and said do you want to help out i leave them alone they're busy people they don't want me pestering them every day saying how things are i just said i need it by this time if possible let me know if you need a hand talk to me about not just painting but anything that's on your mind and i will try and help hmm. or find something for you if i can't help and uh i've already had half the army is already here. So I've already got on shelves above me. I've got boxes of fully painted units. All they require is the bases, which uh, we've even got another guy, just happens to be German, just because he's nice and efficient. But he actually tested the bases, sculpted the bases, and to find out if it could work. So he did loads of variations in his spare time, and he sent them to me with a video on how to make it, and then all the examples and all the materials I need to make it happen. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So all the bases are going to be universal, you're going to have a custom army. It's going to be, I would say it's a pro painted on everything. Even the most basic scarab will have more than three highlights. It will have more than three stages on every single part of the model. Cause that's what Mike did in the color guide. So what you've got to do is the artist is follow it. Perfect. And they even bought all the paints. It wasn't like they just went, Oh, I haven't got retribution. I'll use the other gold. It was no, they went out and bought the color that Mike said you mm. need. And, None of them said, can you help us out with paint? They just got it and got on with it and did it. So it means that for the, for this event, we will have the full 3000 point army finished and painted, pro painted. You haven't got to do anything apart from you, you email in with your bid on how much you're willing to give. And it's a blind bid, so the highest amount will win the army. And it's quite an amazing feat to do that. And I won't lie, it's quite stressful, but I don't think it's fair that we, we let them suffer because the artists are suffering as, as, as normal people just dealing with life. But I think I'd rather just make sure that I make everything lovely and happy. If you haven't got any problems. I can help. We'll make it together, it appears. And that's what's happened. So I've had no hurdles, really. It's, it's been going really, really good. And I'm very direct as well. I'm not rude, but I haven't got time for chit chat sometime about frivolous stuff. I'm like, I'm here to help. And you tell me what you can do. And then if you're happy with everything, then we have the chat, if you know what I mean. Because I've got 20 artists de- like messaging me every week, as well as doing my normal job. And my, my normal commission work doesn't suffer. I still do that on top, as well as having a girlfriend and doing normal stuff. So they've all helped. And the added advantage, if COVID allows, is several of these artists are getting on a plane and flying over to the event. So it's not just them sending a model and going, there you go. That's me done, shake my hands. It's them going, I'm going to buy a flight and I'm going to come over. And I'm going to... There's, there's guys like Broadsword Wargaming you might have known mm. on YouTube. Um, they're going to be coming over and actually filming on the day. And they're going to be doing stuff. And there are other people that... I can't say some of the names because some of them are still maybes, but some of the big boys are in there as well. But I've also... It doesn't matter who you are. Just any of those artists coming over that have been involved is going to be amazing. Mm. And it's going to make a massive difference. And uh, I think it, it's when you see the people that got the armies for the last two years uh reese and colin the ones that own the last two years armies they're coming down too so they're actually bringing the last two years worth of armies that i've painted and they'll be on the battlefield
0: nice that's going to be awesome
1: and having all all of that happening at once like i said it's very hard for me to talk without whimpering a little bit here (laughs) but um
0: but that just shows you know how, how how much this all means to you and that, that's that's awesome. And you know, that's one hell of an achievement to pull that together. I mean, it's not beat around the bush. Organising two hobbyists is like herding cats, o- organizing twenty mm. and getting them all singing from the same song sheet is is phenomenal, mate. It's that's awesome.
1: I think the big point I want to make as well is it's not for glory. None of these people are doing it to boost their channels, to boost their Instagram ratings. Um they're doing it because they know it'll make a difference and they're doing it for the right reasons, as opposed to just doing it, you know, for the crafty reasons. Um, Mohawk miniatures is going to be doing something secret. I can't say too much, but he's involved. And uh, he's going to be raising some more money as well. A lot of them are thinking outside the box and what they can do to spread the message. It's not all about money. Like like Andy was saying, it's about spreading the message of what you can do to help other people. And uh, they're all doing that too. And I think it's a great thing.
0: It's awesome.
3: It it's awesome. I it? I love that you guys have really shared your passion really clearly. Thank you. So, it's That's awesome, right.
2: Bobby. Um, but sorry, but me and Bobby we we chat via text, but we don't often get a chance to to talk via voice. It's the first time this year I've heard Bobby's emotion through this, and mate, I'm really thankful that you shared that mate because like you say your bottom line up front and a lot of what you do is very clinical uh but what you're doing mate, I really appreciate I can't understate that enough of everything you've done mate it's just been epic thank you Bobby Oh the screen's the screen's gone blurry and someone's cutting onions again.
1: There's onions <laughs> out again is it? Is that what's happening. You know. Ah oh, dear. What I want to say is the reason that um, we're doing it is because Andrew is the Warhammer hero.
0: Mm. Yeah, what a pair of legends frankly. You know, it's, it's it's difficult to sort of to talk after that because you know it's, it's just an amazing moment and thank you guys for sharing it with us. Really? Not a problem at all. Happy to share it again
2: and again, but I'm sure people will, will get bored of fully grown ass men crying about toy soldiers. Okay. But uh, I think the underlying message is important. You can be passionate about how people feel and how other men feel and how other people feel. And yeah. That's the important thing.
0: Yeah.
2: While statistically it remains the biggest killer of men, suicide is, it's important that it's a, uh, a pan gender thing everybody is affected by mental health. Yeah, absolutely. open up. You said firsthand as a GP, for every four or so women you get through your door, you get one male baby mm. about this. And, and that's a balance that needs to be addressed. Once that balance is addressed, we'll probably shut up shop and change it from men's mental health to just mental health.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, What what we were hoping to do, what we are doing, and we spent some time together last week doing it, is um is producing two two, not full size six by six boards, but decent size boards of scenery for you guys to have, um, hoping that will be there for you to use for the event. One of them's Age of Sigma, one of them's Forty K, um, and you can you can do with that that whatever you want to do. So put it up on if you know for your weekly raffle or auction it on
1: the day as well so um, i just have to say it's really awesome that you guys are doing that as well because the whole point is to show what we do so all the all the models that people are painting for the auction you'll be able to see on the day and you'll also we've got a big raffle on the day as well so guys like um, uh, bradley from australia who's done a couple models for a raffle if you don't haven't quite got the money to do like the auction and bid for that you can at least buy a raffle ticket mm. and get some of the smaller items as well, or at least take part. If it's just your fiver pocket money, you know what I mean? It could be a teenager who's like, I've just got a fiver. What can I do with it? There you go, have that. There's a chance for you to win something really awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, But also just to make use of what you've done as well, it's really cool that you guys have done the scenery aspect. Because like you say, it often gets neglected. People don't look at it as a a part. It's always models and rules that come first. And you know, there's a chance then of you actually getting some cool scenery that you guys are painting. I think it's very nice. It's actually, it's beyond nice. It's amazing that you guys have done some extra stuff and i don't have kids it sounds like the three of you got armies you've got like rank and file you got you know what i mean you've got loads so you've got lots to deal with and yet you're still able to do all of this cool stuff and it's quite amazing just by a simple message of can you help Yes, I can. Give it a few Amazing. years
3: and we'll get them using the brushes, man. And then we'll be like, it'll be brilliant. They can
1: come for the painting lessons. We're doing paint yeah. lessons last year. We had the kids involved and we were doing the paint lessons there. My girlfriend comes down and she's fully trained to paint almost as good as me. She can do a very, very good level. So <laughs> that means I can have a break. She's not as good as me.
2: Fuck <laughs> you're opening but- yourself up here, Bobby it's the cake it,
1: it's the sugar rush <laughs> but what I'm saying is she, she doesn't just come down and think oh it's a nice day out she gets stuck in mm. so everyone gets involved when we met Jessica last time your missus and it was like we, we do a thing on Instagram as well where we do like a Jessica like saying every Sunday and it's like words of inspiration and it's not just random words it's stuff that's meaningful and useful and stuff that she applies to her job so all that involvement just has a great effect, and it means whether you 've only got a bit of pocket money or you 've got thousands, you can get involved and if you haven 't got any money, you can just watch the stream you can start leaving messages on there getting involved it 's a live stream so as well as Andy playing games, with all the other lads there 's going to be another stream that we can do where you can literally grab a camera and it 'll be like in front of my glorious face. I'll be doing a painting lesson or someone can just ask me a direct question. Or if the other artists are there as well, I've got German Tim. We'd be like, come on, German Tim, let's do this, big man. And he'll just get in front of the screen and tell you something. And you'll be like, who's this guy? This is incredible. And the fact that they're all coming over and people will just walk in as well, just they're probably after a pot of paint for the day. And they go, what's going on today, guys? I'll just get stuck in. Here's a brush. Meet Bobby or whoever's there and free and we can do some paintings. So you haven't got to just come with an army and get stuck in. You could just wobble in, and there'll be stuff for you to do. Um, and because we're being supported by all these stores as well, there'll be plenty of brushes and paints and, you know, little nice things to help out and make life easier. And obligatory, uh, I'm sure there'll be cake. My missus is now starting making cakes. She's doing it as a business. So it might be a few cakes. I like the
3: sound of cakes. That's a good, that's good. You've
1: got to feed the troops, not you? What we've
3: done is, um, you know, so that people know, that they can come down and and hopefully chuck in some money towards the raffle but we've gone with the you know the so they've just bought out the gurish hinterlands it's called and they did a similar one for 40k where you get the the two sort of cardboard boards um in there and then done the scenery set to go on it so ben's got uh the verticus box set and one of the other box sets so he'll be painting that up and then i've got um the sh- for those that know there's like the shattered dominion which is like sigma all broken and stuff and then a couple of the awakened wild woods and um the azurite cityscape so um and Gaines have been absolute legends incredible yeah. and they have donated all of that um yeah. to the cause uh so you know a shout out to them for being legends they are lovely guys really lovely guys um So that's what you'd be getting if you um, get your raffle in. So we've started painting. I'm going to go back and double check on the mould lines now after some earlier comments.
1: (laughs) You might see me with a file on the day if I see anything. Especially because I
3: (laughs) I got some of the contrast paint out to pick out like the nice on the trees and stuff. Um, So I've got to be extra sure now that I've got those mould lines um, out of the way, but... Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get those done. So you know, like you say, like if you've come in with a fiver and whatever, and you could walk away with a a scenery set, you know. So we'll we'll get them there. We'll get them there. I think
2: the biggest the biggest winner we've ever
3: had was a
2: gentleman. He's actually down from your neck of the woods. He won a about a fifty hundred point beautifully painted Dark Angels first born army. He chucked in about twenty quid and won well over 800 quid worth of stuff.
0: It's great, isn't
2: it? One of my mates donated this army. Um, he said, I don't use these dark angels anymore. I've painted them because he just goes through his armies like, like crazy. Dave Williamson does. He put these on. There you go, mate. Have them. He won them. He's traveling up this year to, to, to say that, well, oh, I won these last year, and now I'm going to come have a fight with this army. which is very cool and And guys honestly thank you so much for painting the painting the terrain um i'm not sure we're gonna throw it in with the generic raffle um but it's up to you what you want to do with your beautiful wonderful gift that you're giving us
3: well you you do you do whatever you think is most appropriate mate we're just we're just painting lovely and generous of what you both are doing and i really appreciate it thank you ever so much Oh, You're welcome. Very, very welcome. Awesome, well, Brilliant. Thank you for what you guys are doing for men's health. It's, it's
0: just awesome. Well, that's, um, I'm, I'm a kind of little bit emotional now. So <laughs> and that's been a that's been a wonderful kind of hours chat about that, and I and I think it's something that we really wanted to to talk about. And it, you know, I think I couldn't have had two better guys on to really sort of break that down and and demonstrate. You know just what it's all about and how important it is and um and, and just the simple the simple things that we can do you know to to make a difference and in and, and how much of an impact they can make so thank you so much guys um I think' My pleasure. Just, thank you um
1: I loved it I really appreciate this It'd
0: be great now to um sort of round things off with a into the world section and, and talk about anything random I and mean, we've had everything from Star Trek to cupcakes in the into the world so <laughs> <laughs> and I'm busting for a wee as well <laughs> well
3: I better crack on and and stop the recording then <laughs>
0: Hi guys and welcome back to our last segment which is Into the Wilds and I don't think we've ever come into Into the Wilds with no planning at all but we we have nothing planned for this we're just gonna we're just gonna see where things take us so um I suppose what we could lead out with is um we've alluded it to earlier but um I've been subscribing to Loot Studios um monthly release of models and um and today or this week was the first time that uh, uh, that I've actually got the physical models in my hands, and uh, and they they've been pretty awesome actually. In fact, they're more than awesome. They're fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Do you guys do you guys know Loot Studios? I'm so going to they- say
1: yes, but I'm not hundred percent. I know a, a guy who 3D printed some models, and then he did a painting competition. I'm sure it it did it, in, it. might have involved those models. In a competition, yeah. mini mini painting paper. I think it was called on Instagram. I'm sure that's got something to do with it.
0: Yeah, so they're um they're, they're kind of something that I've been looking for for a long time, which is um th- those kind of models that don't they don't really get m- made, or new versions don't get made as rather. So the role playing models, for lack of a better word. So, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that is is for role playing, really older sculpts and or you know people like reaper miniatures have been doing some and they release a few every now and again but they don't these are really really nice um stl files printable files and uh, they kind of do a story but each month is a is a theme so for example the, the one that caught my attention was um uh an orc release where they there was orcs and a little orc camp and an orc watchtower and the heroes um, and I really like the style of the orc. It was, it, it was quite different. Um, but there's been all sorts of characters in there. So for Christmas they did a version of Santa Claus, which with a with a bearded axe and a, a kind of war war uh, reindeer. And it just... you wouldn't want him to come down the chimney. He no, you wouldn't come want him the to wall. Come down the chimney. I don't
1: think um, it would stop him.
0: <laughs> on that topic, have you have you guys watched the, the love um, love death robots on on uh, Netflix no there's a fantastic Christmas episode so the little short episodes where it's, it's one of the three topics so love love death or robots and, and this one um, was about father Christmas and the two kids come running downstairs because it's Christmas Eve and you now no. father Christmas is here and it's this it's this flipping horrific monster like something out of like Pan's Labyrinth it's just horrendous and it sort of scares him against the wall, and uh, and then sort of puts his hand on the little girl, or comes in really close to the little girl, and he sort of does this, and um, and and then says so just say she's Jane for sake of argument, and and he goes Jane has been nice, and then vomits up this present, and uh, and then goes to the little boy and like looks at him, and then goes, oh, um tim has been good and then vomits up this other present and they're both sat there with like these presents covered in slime like absolutely terrified and this this monster runs up the chimney and sort of father christmas is out the chimney and they open the presents and it's exactly what they wanted and then the episode finishes with them in bed and this little girl's like timmy what would have happened if we'd been naughty (laughs) (laughs) It <laughs> just ends the episode there. And I was like, that's like the most... I need to show that to my kids because that's horrific. And we'll give them nightmares for the rest of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. It was a great little episode. But Leah um, Loot Studios, uh, this month was Cthulhu. Although they haven't called it Cthulhu. It's clearly Cthulhu. And um, I've never seen models like it for Cthulhu. There's, there's everything. Um uh, and it's so it kind of fills all those little gaps in where would I get the miniature for this, for example? Uh, they, a couple of weeks, months back, they did a, a warrior monk, like a Shaolin monk, like in this really awesome Shaolin monk pose, and I was like, "That's the best monk I've ever seen." And if I ever play a monk, that's the model I'm going to be using because it's just superb. And but with with all these things, you you buy these STLs, and you're like. They show you the digital renders, don't they? And they look superb, and you think, oh, you know, how's that, how's that actually going to look when I get the model? They're, they're banging. They're absolutely brilliant. Wow. So happy with them. So um, I have learned a lot about clearing the little supports off of a printed miniature you know and you, you flick the support and this it's a bit like tearing toilet paper you know when you tear toilet paper and it somehow never tears along the bloody perforations it always tears somewhere else it's exactly like that with the support there's no <laughs> reason why the little tiny supports just peel off but somehow it takes half its face with it and you're like but, but why did you just do that to me <laughs> like, so i've learned a lot cleaning them up but yeah loot studios if you haven't if if you haven't had a look at them it's worth a look because I'm really, really, really impressed with them. I'm happy to continue my subscription. I haven't done a bad month yet. <laughs> so that's what I, I, I went for first game. Anyone else got anything exciting to talk about that they've come across in the hobby?
3: I am. Um... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go on. <coughs> oh, no, go on.
2: Um, carry cases. <laughs> Ooh. There's a lot of carry cases. You've got Kaiser Rushforth or KR cases, as they're called. You've got all the guys who do the magnetic ones. And being a, a divorced father of three, my finances are somewhat uh, under tension, let's call that as a, a public. <laughs> so I have to find ways to transport miniatures or store my projects. And the best way I've found to do it so far. Is baking trays, magnets, and then put in the storage boxes from B and M upside down. So you get a seven pound storage box, one pound fifty on a baking tray, sixteen quid for two hundred magnets off eBay. You glue them to the bases, and instantly you've got a carry case and a storage case for well over three thousand points worth of, of armies. And that, that's what I've done so far. Um, I did the same with my death Corps of Krieg, um, tweaks it a little bit now and, it, and, it, and it's wicked. You don't need to spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds on a durable locking modular case. What you need is something for what you've got. Mm-hmm. The most expensive part is that is the magnets one pound 50 for a baking tray that can easily fit a hundred guardsmen on probably 200 guardsmen on a baking tray with magnets. And that's what I've been doing recently. And it's, it's
3: worked a, Yeah, it's a bit of a revolution, I think, the old magnetizing. So, especially not just because it's cost effective and space effective, but also the way they make models these days, they've got so yeah. many bits sticking out all over the place and real, like, delicate stuff. You put them in foam, it's just gonna, and if it's fine cast, you haven't got a chance. If anything touches it, even air can, like, make fine cast bends. So, I think. I mean, um, I I'd say, I I'd speak from experience. I, it's great hearing somebody else doing it because, yeah. Okay, pull your so out. these Over. are. This is how I store everything. So this is just yeah. blood letters. This is the case of blood letter doom. So obviously, no one can see this because this is a podcast. But essentially, it's really useful box with. Um, oh, what's it called? steel paper on the bottom so similar thing but it just works so yeah good call Yeah, it's quite, the storage it's it works
2: amazingly i wouldn't for example take my four pound or i think it was six quid plastic box from b&m across the atlantic for no. <laughs> um uh, the the las vegas open but it at the boot of your car, trudging up to manchester for to element games yeah, why not? Yeah, absolutely. They, 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 yeah. They, they stack up wonderfully. They protect your models. Well, there's there's no harm. There's no foul there. And that's more money you can spend on paints and files and knives to remove mold lines so Bobby and Kerry don't come hunting for you in the
1: dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just on yeah, that as well, I found something really cool. Um I don't know it's, it's a little bit to do with magnets as well but i've always had a problem actually getting the magnets in a hole so making the hole for the magnet to sit in almost like on arms i've got a pin vice that i've used for decades and i'd use that for everything and have done i have no problems but when i've got like i've done lots of magnetizing before and sometimes you've got to drill like 50 holes and i don't know what your hands are like at the end of that but mine look like i've had a I don't know, a bare knuckle fight almost. It's like like bruised, it's scuffed, it looks twice the size of the other hand. I'm like, well, this is quite hard going here. I'm having to like put tissue paper on it. I don't know if I'm delicate like a peach, but I was like, I've had enough. So uh, I bought a Dremel and I got it for like about 40 quid. And I thought, let's try this out. And it sped up my magnetising. I would say, no joke, 10 times quicker now. And I also do it for my pinning. So when I'm pinning feet and want rods and stuff in, uh, I've got it on a little like tool that kind of you just pull it like an arcade machine so you just kind of pull a lever and it just drills in and uh i haven't killed myself with it it's you can go to a super low uh rev so it doesn't melt the plastic as well and uh cheapest chips 40 quid that saved me hours literally hours so that's why all of my stuff when it's got drilled pins on cork i'm like i'm just sticking magnets in left right and center and you can get about sizes up to like 10 mil so you can you can reach all the magnet sizes as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would thoroughly recommend that because for yeah, the, the last four years, years with... I haven't been doing that.
2: The big issue I had with, uh, with, with Dremels and there uh, are other brands available was the the RPM and melting plastic. As soon as it melts a bit of plastic, it just whizzes round and all of a sudden you've got a hole as big as your face in, uh, in, in a storm bolt <laughs> or whatever. Low RPM, in and out, in and out, in and out, and, and you're onto a winner. But, but they're wicked and it, they do so much. I've got a big chunk of plastic where I've uh, snipped it off the, the sprue. You buzz it over with a, a Dremel because they have stuff that takes chunks out like a, a deburrer that'll do that. Uh, you get the the brass bristles that you use for uh, for buffing out suede shoes. They take away mold lines very easily and don't damage the model too much. Um, and like what we said, the drill bits Man, it's just wicked. You can sort of fashion it into a sort of a pillar drill, and it's just a godsend. Especially, well, for yeah,
1: I'd just done like hundred infantry for the admec, and I literally had to pin all their feet. And I, normally, I'd be there for hours, and I was literally like a crazy machine. I was just drilling it down, throwing the model a pair of legs away, and go next. And then within five minutes, I'd done a hundred pairs of legs. I was like, "What? This is like I'm like a ro- I'm more of a robot now. I can produce even quicker." And I was like, "This <laughs> is like I said, it didn't melt the plastic." To eat cake. Exactly. So it's did like a you get a Dremel,
3: Bobby? Is is it actually a Dremel? Yes,
1: yeah, Dremel. Like... Yeah, it's a Dremel. I don't even know which one, but uh, yeah, I've got a Dremel with a Dremel workstation here. It's top stuff. But yeah, it's got a low rev thing. Couldn't tell you the number, but yeah.
0: So D- Dan just uses a Makita. You know, I did. Full, I did full, <laughs> full size wall, wall drill. You know, like maybe even a hammer drill. See what happens there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um,
3: I had to pin a a frost art phoenix. Um onto one of the old, the previous version of the Citadel plastic trees for my mate. And um, I used a, a power drill for that. And his face when I was doing it, he was uh, concerned to be honest. I wish I'd just drilled through the bloody thing. Cause it's a flipping nightmare to playing games. Flipping thing. I charged it with three bloodthirsters two, a week ago. Didn't kill it. Three, mind. <laughs> it was ridiculous. A scar brand and two others. Just couldn't oh, oh I'm I'm so like I'd say I'm laid back about games, but when he, that man, when Dan wasley rolls dice, <sighs> the rage, the rage starts <laughs> coming. Like just can't do it. And he has the audacity. He has some he has we got some two-piece dice made, just just a bit of just a bit of uh blatant wanting to rock out with some two piece dice and um I ended up sending mine away to someone I can't remember who, but he's got some and he has the audacity to use them against me. So every time I see the two-piece logo, it's a six, and I'm like, damn it! <laughs> 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 They're my dice! <laughs> so, yeah. Otherwise, Beautiful, I'm calm. Right? Harriet and I can't play board games. We have to play uh, Carcassonne, um, for example, because there's no dice, because I become enraged by dice. Um, they hate me. So and Ben, they do actually hate Ben.
0: So it's it's quite it's ridiculous actually, frankly.
3: Talking <laughs> of board games, um, have you guys watched? I, know, I think you have, Ben. You watched Dark Crystal. Oh God, yeah. And the, did you the watch film the, the series? series?
1: I watched both. Yeah, yeah. I loved Amazing it. the series. Absolutely loved it. It was mesmerizing. How cool that was. It's was really good. They, they, mm. So River Horse. Have you
3: heard of River Horse games? No. Yeah. So there, that's Alessio Cavatori who used to Oh play. I've heard of him. So yeah, so he he's got Riverhorse Games and they've done they've done loads of stuff. They do um a My Little Pony role play, which if you yeah. get Ben into that talking about that, he'll be off for a while. Um, but they've done um a Dark Crystal Board game, which I'm seriously thinking of picking up where um, you play as the Gelfling and you've got to try and avoid like the, the, the Skexis patrols. I just thought I'd bring that up because it, it looked cool and a little does bit it have wild. Miniatures? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it nice. does have little miniatures. Yeah. Only like playing piece miniatures. You're not um, gonna have an army of Gelfling or something. There was there uh, was a still was
2: sold on an army of My Little Pony. sorry.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not it's a, it's a role-playing game.
2: I can't imagine I can't imagine Twilight. But, but you Arnold. could,
3: I mean you could have characters if you wanted to. You could get some of the original My Little Pony to have as characters
2: oh my girls love My Little Pony you've got a fizzle potberry twist and uh, that is like brilliant sparkle and yeah, apple jack can you imagine that oh dear
1: god So, Andy your one. whole family do gymnastics and stuff so you could have them prancing around and bouncing on trampolines and stuff couldn't you have been a proper like pony you know? no
2: no no it's, it's just Jessica who is uh, um, yeah. UK national champion at aerials you're always so jumping and in excitable board. wow
1: Get him some rainbow hair on the go. Get him in a field somewhere doing pony stuff, you know. Love it.
3: <laughs> I tried to watch it because Ben said it was really good. And it's just too pink. It's too pink. And I don't mind pink. Whatever, but it was too pink for me.
0: It's really hard, isn't it? Like um I it's very it's very easy for me to relate with Tristan with some of the stuff that he watches, although like the millions of versions of power rangers but isn't power rangers but basically is power rangers is just dreadful but um you know when he's watching transformers like i watch that stuff you know you know so you can relate so i i I did find it a little hard with edwin to try and find something to get a bit of common ground on but for for me it was my little pony i just i just kind of got into it and if you watch
2: my little pony the movie Honestly, because there's a, there's, a, there's a character in it called Tempest.
0: Yeah, Tempest, yeah.
2: Who's played by... Um, oh, who's the woman who did the new Mary Poppins? I know who you mean, but I can't remember her name. Not Emily Clark. Not. Regardless, she does wicked singing, wicked voices, and the storyline behind it is fantastic. For, for, for a, a, a dog shit rehash of a cartoon the film's really really good and when you bring the dark side into the light side which is what the fight is essentially and then contrast that to 40k that essentially the one of the dark guys then becomes one of the good guys that tempest then becomes fizzle popberry twist
1: yeah, she does. Oh, it's, it's proper <laughs> wicked, mate. I, I'm, I'm amazed really that we've even gone on this route. This is just legendary. We right. said it was there the are listeners Currently, now going. Are these guys on total cake? Are these? Is this pure sugar? <laughs> is this what's happening here? Because I don't know. I'm, even I'm stunned, and I've had cake. So <laughs> I was,
0: uh, it was the film was the first thing I watched, and I thought I actually thought you know, as a, as a story for little little kids, it's it felt like a they felt they have done a lot of world building actually, and they um, did. And I thought actually it's pretty cool. So I just sat down and started watching it with her. And and once you get through all the episodes, it's like Dungeons and Dragons with ponies, effectively. It's it's they've all got their own little thing and they're all, you know, quirky and fun and I just liked it. I thought it was great.
2: Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. I, I'll sit there and go. If the girls say, Oh, I want to watch a film, I'll try and steer them away from some, but like the um uh, the Disney one, they did three films Descendant. descendants and much rather go for um My Little Pony. Mm-hmm. It's only one film, but Crikey is a it's a
0: corker. Yeah. I love it. And I it's just got, it's got Q in as well. I mean, you can't you can't knock anything with Q in. I mean No, you can't, yeah. yeah. It's
3: great. Great. We're just on like Waffle Dog repeated, so I'm going to try
0: and find something different. I think Waffle, Waffle the Wonder Dog. Dog. Currently, currently, I think we're on the 60th rerun of the Barbie movie, uh, the Barbie Princess There's movie. It's a Barbie movie. Oh my days! I can't. I just can't. I mean, it was all right the first time, but now I just, I just. <laughs> I just collapsed the internet, unplugged the PlayStation by accident. <laughs> if, if this is into the wild, I'd like to
2: um, draw Bobby back into this because he really, really does properly fuddle himself into his, uh, his... Oh, I'm struggling with words. It's late. Apologies. His... Um, it's not his topics.
1: Fuck me. Come on, Bobby.
2: Join There's it time, mate.
1: There's a clue. Where are we going? Your armies. In... My themes? Projects. Right. Holy, holy
2: shizpuffs. Ooh. Yes, your projects. He really, really does funnel himself into his projects. And he has a day off. Like, he has cake currently. He has two kilograms worth of cake. Uh, <laughs> but Bobby also has a beer that he likes after his, his projects are finished. I'd like to hand over to Bobby. So what is your... What is your beer of choice at
1: the moment, Bobby? I quite like. I'm I'm a simple man. Anything Bavarian, I'm sold. But currently, I normally drink Tisky. I think it's pronounced from Poland. Yeah. Um, I'm not normally fussy, but it needs to be quite a nice lager, followed by or alongside a curry. And that's exactly what I treat myself at the end of every commission that's been using up all my inner energies but you've got to reward yourself at the end of something, even if it's just you and the missus enjoying it and no one else needs to see it. Definitely <laughs> a nice pint.
2: What about it's the, awesome. uh, the, the fax? The beer facts.
1: Oh, comes, is that the blue one? Yes. It yes. It's
2: Cans and it's
1: 10%. I've not been able to get that, sadly. I've, I've only got like the local shop now. But uh, yeah. It's on Amazon, so, Bobby. It's on Amazon, whoa, that one. On, on, what? Hey. Go on
3: Amazon for beer. That's like...
1: That's and they level. do the
3: subscription service, don't they? So
1: You, got, what, you can't get that? carried away now. Oh, the clients oh. will be like, your lines are a bit wobbly. What's going on with the transfers? They're upside down. <laughs> Supplier issues, mate, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, especially as Andy's cameras just disappeared. <laughs> no, it, it's
2: because I went to um, support my argument by going over to Amazon.
3: Oh, okay. I thought it might have been oh. like a power outage there for a minute.
2: <laughs> I'm known I'm in the arse end of Lincolnshire, but it's not that bad yet.
3: It is <laughs> <He's> down
0: here. <laughs> the arse end of Cornwall. Cool yeah. No. Uh,
2: third world down there, mate. It really is. My ex-wife was from Cornwall. Every time I went down there, it was
1: like going back to the 1990s. <laughs> yeah i not argue with that. <laughs> I can't really say much. I'm in Northumberland. I think we're even older than that up here, aren't we? Isn't it?
2: Oh, it didn't matter. No matter where you went, if you didn't have a Cornish accent, mate, all they
0: called you was an Emmett. Yeah, Emmett, Grockle, or jana it's, it's, it's kind of all blurred into one now. It used to just be Emmett, but yeah. All, all, all I wanted was a nice pasty before I went to the
2: um, the games workshop in St Austell. Not an hostel. What's the one there? Churro. Just wind that. Nah. Just, just comments made. I'd be for you.
0: <laughs> I'd like to say it's a bit better now, to be honest.
2: Um, it's not. And a really, really odd story is the guy that used
3: to manage Games Workshop in Grimsby. And I was round there randomly because. Uh, Delivering uh, a thingy missile, Death Strike missile.
2: So, um, I grew up in Waltham a little village outside of Grimsby so I was in there for a random paint and he was there and because my current part of the time was from Cornwall I then ended up there a, a, a few months later and I was like well, I recognise you what the fuck are you doing here and so I transferred that's the like opposite end of the country mate Jesus
3: like, yeah.
0: but a long way to go isn't it it
3: is I
0: ran
2: games, the game's like,
0: for a
3: for a little bit about a year sorry mate say so that again I said I ran games workshop for a row for about a year for a while, just on the corner,
2: yeah I was about to say on on the corner of that horrible, narrow little street, isn't it
3: yeah, yeah, not near a good takeaway Chinese takeaway though.
2: oh, uh, I was never there during the night, but as you go up, you go past the crossing and then on the corner of the bus stop, there was a pasty shop there, and they were epic, yeah, and that's where they just they'd. They didn't like foreigners there, even though I came from over the river. They didn't like that.
3: I've got a board game called Cornish Smuggler, uh, and it treats <laughs> anything past um, uh, past uh, Truro as up north. Um, so it's yeah. actually, true.
0: I was yeah. I was in working one of my first jobs in the hospital. And this patient kept going on about how we had to, he, the, when we discharged, he was, he was moving up north. So, um, you know, we had to get these, these certain things right. And just out of interest, the consultant one day went, so where are you moving to? And he went, Bob And we were just <laughs> completely floored. We're like, Bob Bobman isn't north, it's still Cornwall. It's <laughs> said, What's up, North boy? <laughs> God, we thought he was talking about Sheffield or something. <laughs>
2: I I still get flummoxed by names. Um, me and my ex partner went down to Land's End, and it it was odd going down there because they would talk about places like Trellisk and St Austell and Camelford as the end of the earth. Yeah, I <laughs> mean you're you're halfway up Cornwall by this point. Yeah, there, there, there is still more of your own independent county, if you want to call it that. But there's still more to come. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk about the fucking Tamar Bridge. <laughs>
0: did you yeah, try that. having your photo taken next to the land's end sign?
2: No. <laughs> what we did is I stood on the bit of wall next to it because it's it's still public ground, isn't it? So yeah, they yeah, They're stop really from having your photo taken in front of it. So yeah, we just we just stood there. I propped the camera up and we all stood there. Yeah, I'm sure that photo exists somewhere in the
0: annals of time. We, uh, me and my. F- friend walked down the coastal path to land's end at some point when we were teenagers and we went to take a selfie and this guy came out and nicked our camera it's quite a right strop he's like oh you have to pay money for that and we were like no we don't give us back our camera. <laughs> 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 so- uh, we went into the
3: land's end attraction and um they had this thing about um camelot like king arthur uh, like an interactive thing that you went through it's cool um but right at the end when you solve the mystery and you can like get the sword from the stone and a bit like that um it's it, the idea is that there's this um sunken island off the end of land's end where arthur is but they've got brian blessed and so obviously when you find arthur and he's alive there's only one line that brian blessed could shout and i got so excited because he's when was he's it like dive <laughs> 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 i was very excited by that so yeah it's good anyway this is all gone it's wonderful talking to you guys i could talk to you all night but i'm conscious that it is late in the night um the computer usually takes a good 45 minutes to do its thing um so i'm gonna get that but um yeah We'll we'll wrap it up there. So thank you both. Ben, so gentlemen, the...
2: gentlemen, thank you very much for having us. It's been a yeah, pleasure. Mentioned. And I um I won't apologize for the emotion. I no think it's don't, very no much no needed. Don't. And thank you so much for for helping us. Thank you for helping out with the raffle, with the page terrain, and just sharing the love. I really appreciate it, guys. I really, really do. Thank you. Oh, no, if, you're can, very if you can get a passport. Over the Tamar Bridge, I'd really appreciate if you came up to, to Imps and said hello.
0: If I if I sit in the corner and just just sort of throw jelly beans at you, like, for... <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll I'll be there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll do the normal spiel. So we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, all at the Two Piece Podcast. Um, Bobby Clark, you'll find under Red Eagle Studios. I think you're on pretty much all of them as well, aren't you, Bobby?
1: Yeah, it's mainly Instagram and Facebook. I don't really do much on Twitch. I limit my social media, if I'm honest, just for yeah. mental health reasons. I don't like to do too much there. So, uh,
0: yeah. And um, 40 hours of 40K is is equally on those things as well. If you type that in, it will come up. And obviously, if you if you really don't want to go through all that hassle, just look at this post-release for this episode, and we'll put all the links there, and all you have to do is click or press them with your finger. Or if you're me, it will press, like, three at once and it'll randomly decide which one you you know you want because your fingers are too massive for the phone screen but you know one of those (laughs) (laughs) and uh we'll um look forward to seeing you for the next episode